Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is, is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to Move, bitch, you got coronavirus. Six days ago, Russia's Vladimir Putin sought to shake the very foundations of the free world, thinking he could make it bend to his menacing ways. But he badly miscalculated. He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. I asked Congress to pass proven measures to reduce gun violence. Ban assault weapons with high-capacity magazines hold up a hundred rounds. You think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests? <laughs> you serious? You are fake news. Let's go, Brandon. Very fake news. <laughs> oh my God, that is funny. I agree with that. Fuck around and find out. All right, America. Go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hi. Welcome specifically to a milestone show, number 300. <gasps> is that today? Hmm. That is. Uh, this is the one. So thank you, uh, everyone in the audience, for keeping us around for at least 250 shows longer than I ever expected to last. <laughs> Appreciate that. You thought we that. were going to make it to 50 shows? That was ambitious at the time. <laughs> and speaking of major anniversaries, I was uh, reminded on Twitter today that this uh, this week is the two-year anniversary of the total loss of normality. This week, two years ago, was that last taste of true normal that we had. And then it all went crazy and two weeks to slow the spread became two years for you to be fired uh, and and to be harassed by the government uh, in perpetuity. But surely we are getting over the hump. We're in the clear soon. If that damn Ron DeSantis would just stop bullying people about masks, Careful. we'd all be through it. Careful. I know. It's, we're going to have to walk on eggshells to talk about this one. We will get to that later in the show, of course. Um, it's not just the media onslaught of attacks against Ron DeSantis for having the audacity to suggest to young minds that maybe they don't need to wear masks. It's that Susan, th that clip of him saying that is one of those YouTube forbidden clips. I had a whole battle this morning just trying to get that into our clips system to watch it on the show. And Susan says, uh, uh, uh that is medical misinformation Good this late Lord. in the game. <sighs> so 
obviously the major item on the docket tonight is uh, the ongoing Ukraine-Russia conflict, but specifically what to expect from what sounds like, at least to me, an all but certain ban on Russian oil imports coming shortly. Yeah. At least that is the discussion through the weekend. So hopefully you saved your Corona box because you're probably going to need them for gas. Plus, uh, I have a few leftover thoughts on the State of the Union. Uh, New York City, and specifically the subway, is, uh, well, that's no stranger to bizarre attacks, but this one maybe takes the cake. Uh, a guy actually smeared shit, actual fecal matter on a, a woman's face. Yeah, but what was she doing to deserve it? Uh, well, uh, that's unclear. We have not established that fa uh, mm. fact yet. But that's we standard do know New York stuff. I don't know. <laughs> we do know that per New York's, yeah, it's the state where you must wear a mask, but you'll get shit shoved in your face. It's the ultimate uh, paradox and irony. But uh, the guy is out per New York state's bail reform laws. He's free to go, even though he's had multiple arrests for attacking people. Maybe not in this way, but in other creative ways. And then uh, before we get out of here, we have hoax hate. And tonight's movie review is the appropriately themed war games. So stick around for that. And of course, we will catch up with your super chats in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good low down money grabbers. Of course, we'll get to as many as we can before 1130 p.m. Eastern. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Of course, we have the show store over there. So if you're looking to pick up a T-shirt or a mug or a hat or whatever other sort of merch you might like, we have all of that. Plus, we have uh, great offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Western Razor Company. Everyone knows how many options there are out there for shaving products, but they all seem like they come with huge compromises. Most razors sold today are made in China by global conglomerates that hate you. Well, not anymore. I'm talking about the new high noon safety razor from Western Razor. Not only is it made in America, but it uses widely available double edged razor blades that only cost pennies each. Safety razors were used by just about every man in America back in the 50s and 60s until the big razor companies figured out they could make more money selling disposables and signing you up for endless subscriptions. But the safety razor has always been the superior method made out of 100% metal in the USA. Western Razor's High Noon Razor is a fantastic way to buy American and actually save money. So get one today. You can get 10% off a Western Razor and all their other products uh, over on westernrazor.com using promo code MATT10. That's MATT10 for 10% off at westernrazor.com. You can find everything you need from Western Razor plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Hero Soap Company, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Phoenix Ammo, and more. That's over at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals by listeners, for listeners. We also had a, uh, a meetup down in Houston. And uh, I'm very encouraged because this photo looks like it is at least 50% women and babies, which means we yeah. are crushing it among new coveted demographics. <laughs> so, uh... I hope you guys uh, hope you guys had fun down in Houston. Glad to see the smiling faces. And of course, if you're looking for uh, listeners of the show, potential friends in your area, uh, you can find that information on the website as well as the community page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash. Oh, so nice to see that community. Bring in the stroller to the meetup. I no, know. we don't see that commonly. I'm glad to see it. Good. 
I have just a quick PSA, kind of a news item, but since we've discussed this at length, I won't be getting into the details. Just a PSA that Thursday is the day for Jussie, despite various last minute Hail Marys thrown by his legal team. Um, he's going to get the slap on the wrist, but I've already done my full breakdown on why he deserves jail time. He won't get that. Of course. No. I'll be shocked. I'll be pleasantly surprised if we're discussing that, uh, next week, but tune in Thursday. He, he's still scheduled to be sentenced Thursday, March 10th. And, uh, do you have any predictions that are at odds with that? Any nope, hope for I, nothing's going to happen to him? Uh, People are going to be able to continue that this, this actually might've happened. Well, the fascinating thing, first of all, I'd forgotten that this was already three years ago now, how time flies. But I remember, oh my God. I remember thinking when, when Jesse happened and, and as it went on after a few months, it was obviously a hoax. It was falling apart. I remember thinking, okay, this one is so ho- high profile, so big that hoaxers are going to think twice. And maybe the segment will actually go away. No, no. Mm-mm. There have been like two to three weeks in yeah. the history of the show since then, where there has not been a hoax where hate segment. not had a segment. Yeah. And then there are still some hangers on with the Jesse thing. Yeah. True believers. Yeah. Justice for Jesse. Maybe they'll be outside the courthouse. Anyway, uh, tune in Thursday to find out what happens there. And then, um, well, every once in a while we get a, a clip from a, a local news uh, station that is just fantastic. Um, they often have hilarious mistakes. And this one might be, the best one I've ever seen. This is, um, well, it was the same broad in the same broadcast from a Pittsburgh uh, ABC station, WTAE. They were reporting on Biden's upcoming State of the Union speech and apparently a local elderly touchy man. And you can imagine how if you're talking about both of those things in a sim- at a similar point in time, you might get things badly confused. Take a look at this. Not clear what may have been taken, and no arrests have been made. A 71-year-old man is accused of inappropriately touching a 12-year-old girl at the Walmart in West Mifflin Sunday afternoon. According to court... Now, if you're listening, <laughs> you can see the video. That's Joe Biden's grinning face. At a per- perfectly timed. Yeah, uh, perfectly synchronized with the discussion of the 71-year-old touchy man. And I was reading the details about the actual, or at least the touchy man they're talking about in this story. It actually could have gone worse, even if they reported it correctly. Police say the 71-year-old man, the one they were reporting on, identified as Roger Nigris. N-I-G-R-I-S-S. That's unfortunate. Is he white? I I guess. I didn't look up the, I didn't see a mugshot. But I googled how to pronounce the last name to make sure that I got it right. And it's Roger Negris. Susan, uh, leave me alone. I'm just reporting the news. I shouldn't Google Roger Negris pedophiles. <laughs> uh, well, um, another story for you. Leftist activists of the um, Antifa or the BLM variety. They have a long history of absurd character presentations uh, with excellent nicknames. You can think. R2 Dindu, you can think Moldylocks or Triglypuff. Well, a new fighter has apparently entered the ring, and this one is out of your old neck of the woods, Seattle, where uh, local reporter Jonathan Chu, I think is how I say his last name, he's been trying to document the rot in that city. And he was filming a homeless encampment outside of City Hall, and Chu has been harassed by these local Antifa guys, one of whom is this hilarious person of size sporting an actual Antifa patch on his outfit, and he's often seen carrying an umbrella. Here's some of the scene. Oh, 
Now why are you filming today, buddy? So you can see the building where I used to work in that. Wow. I did not yeah. know that. Does it look better or worse than when you departed? It looks so much worse. Hmm. It was off of Lenora. That's like right down next to Pike's place. Wow. It just looks terrible. It looks pretty bad. Uh, I have the image of this person in the notes. I can't tell if this person is trans. Is it a man? I is think it it's a, a woman? dude, right? It's a pretty large individual. Uh, our brightest minds apparently continue to debate what we're actually looking at here. And nobody has reached a definitive conclusion. As far as I can tell, uh, another topic of curiosity, how does a person of such enormity, uh, maintain that mass? while apparently I guess guarding the homeless population. Why doesn't this person share some of this person's abundant food with the struggling homeless? The only thing that is settled that I'm trying to get at is the nickname for this person, which I, was just mentioned earlier um, for this person's size and apparently the uh, the whimsical umbrella wielding that you see. I have to give credit to this Twitter user, uh, Benedict USA. This is Dairy Poppins. Dairy Poppins. So if any of our Seattle listeners happen to have a Dairy Poppins sighting, please send any information you may learn my way. I'm, I'm fascinated by this character. Does anyone still live in Seattle? I hope hopefully they've evacuated by now. But if you're still there and you've got a phone with a camera and you have a dairy pop in sighting, I would love to see what you can gather. It pisses me off so much. American cities need to be saved. I'm sick of living in North Idaho. The weather here sucks. <laughs> I would I would personally take North Idaho, but I get it. If you're I'm not a city guy, but I understand how people like that. And it sucks yeah. if you really don't have a, a place you can go anymore. They're almost all rotting. I know. I know. Yeah think i want to be a farmer <laughs> the sacrifices we you make well speaking of grotesque freaks with uh with their nicknames Lori lightfoot the mayor of chicago has also apparently provided her own nickname it is uh big dick Ugh. in a lawsuit brought against Lori lightfoot over the removal of a christopher columbus statue in the city uh, she describes the size of her male genitalia. The lawsuit alleges that Lightfoot said to the people fighting to keep this Columbus statue, quote, you make some kind of secret agreement with the Italians. I guess there's an Italian interest group that is particularly pissed off about this Christopher Columbus thing. You're out there stroking your dick over the Columbus statue. I am trying to keep Chicago police officers from being shot. Yeah, good job. And you are trying to get them shot. Hmm. My dick is bigger than yours and the Italians. I have the biggest dick in Chicago. In response to the allegation, Lightfoot denies making the comments, but confirms her above average penis size. Answers a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah this is uh, what's become of American politics. <laughs> I, if anyone, other things I would love to have people send me if you're aware of it. If there's an audio recording of that, if you stumble across that, please do send it my way. There's I need sounders to hear. in there that we must have. Uh, yeah. That is a gem if you hear it. Uh, well, the Biden boom is on. We got, uh, I guess, another good jobs report after at least the Labor Department's job jobs report last month looking good, depending on if you believe it. But what, now the, the Biden boom is upon us. What are the numbers? Recovering jobs that never should have been lost does not a good jobs report make. Hmm. This is really pissing me off that everybody is, has this glowing review of this job. Supposedly. Employers added 678,000 workers to their payrolls. 
But how much of that is that people that they're they're just able to do more stuff now because some of these stupid mandates are over and so hospitality is opening back up. That's clearly what's happening. And the unemployment rate supposedly is down to 3.8%. Um most of these are in um hospitality and then a lot are in manufacturing and construction. Uh but the consumer prices over the last 12 months through January they climbed 7.5%. So how does this even matter? Wages are just competing with inflation. So this doesn't matter at all. And We're not going to get back is, to this. Yeah. Inflation is almost always winning that battle. Too. Yeah. We're not going to get back to this pre-COVID baseline, which also wasn't very good. And we're not going to beat inflation. So. Well, I thought this chart in Axios was particularly revealing because this is our total employment. And yeah, we had a, <laughs> a huge drop off a, a cliff uh, right after January of, of 2020. So into February and March. And yeah, we have recovered and gained some jobs back, but we are still not where we were pre-pandemic. And the, probably the most statistic to pay, uh, the most important statistic to pay attention to is your labor force participation rate, as in how many adults out there are actually participating in the economy by working. The current rate is 62.3%. That's that, it? That is a percentage below its level two years ago before the pandemic. And so you think about what a percentage represents. That doesn't sound like a lot, but just think about that for a minute. We're a country of something like 260 million adults. 1% fewer working out of that pool is uh, 2.6 million fewer working adults, if I've done my math correctly. But that's a couple million people who were in the labor force before who are not currently. That's still massively behind, even if we are making due progress but yeah you wonder uh, if we never did any of this bullshit what kind of shape would we be in clearly better shape well uh do you have your rape accusation ready have you thought (laughs) i can't think of anything feasible for this chick because Ah, she's just she's immune dude and nobody's talking about it either it's um it's just a foregone conclusion that she's going to get this seat i think everybody is just kind of accepting that there's Really no, it's not just no controversy arising. It is really no debate seeming to arise. But we'll see what comes up at the hearings because Senator Dick Durbin, the chairman of the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee that will oversee the hearings, has said uh, March 21st is the official start date for the um, confirmation hearings for Ketanji or as Jen Psaki would say, Ken Taji Brown Jackson. The plan is for four days of hearings. The goal remains to have her confirmed by the Senate recess April 9th and ready to replace Justice Breyer when he retires at the end of the current Supreme Court session in June. So we will keep an eye on that in a few weeks. Meanwhile, of course, uh, the news generally is just uh, Russia, 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 Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. That's all we're getting. So I have um, I want to talk a good amount about uh what might happen with our oil in the coming days and weeks but let's talk a little bit about what's going on as far as the conflict late into the week and into the weekend right as as clearly expected um nato's going to help ukraine in ways that it should not so blinken said on sunday that nato members have the go-ahead to send fighter jets from poland to ukraine um yeah to to help ukraine defend itself from this uh this unprecedented russian invasion 
I don't know why they're speaking about this like it's never happened before. Um, Joe Biden said earlier today, I don't have the clip, but he said, first of all, he said, I can't believe Putin invaded Russia. But that mistake aside, he said, we haven't seen anything like this since World War Two. It's like I can think of a few examples. Yeah, come on. Things kind of like it. Um, things you other voted notable for, things. in fact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Zelensky participated in a Zoom call with lawmakers on Saturday, during which he urged them to provide his country with military planes and impose an embargo on Russian oil. So naturally, he's putting pressure on NATO, on America. He's saying that that Europe won't be able to persevere um, if they don't come to Ukraine's aid. And everybody seems to be responding to this rallying cry. Yeah, if, if NATO starts providing actual military hardware, military aid, whether we're providing troops uh on the ground i mean that's that's going to be seen as an escalation uh we're that's going to be well, seen it's an as escalation like escalation to to request that poland gives them jets uh from ukraine you mean they were, they made that request nato did oh nato is requesting poland give them jets to give to ukraine is that how that's working basically nato requested that poland give jets to ukraine gotcha okay ukraine. that's the source of the jets yes okay they're like oh how are they gonna get there okay it's, so this, uh, well, we, we will see how this goes uh, and and if this, in fact, escalates. They're talking about a no-fly zone as well, which would also be awesome. um, viewed with, uh, uh, you could expect hostility as a response to something like that. But as far as what has actually happened, not things that might happen, but what has actually happened. Earlier this week, uh, as far as the human costs, and again, these are reports from mostly Ukrainian government sources. So just take them with a grain of salt. But this is what is claimed. You mean you can't believe them at all? They're they're clearly lies. Well, the Ukrainian uh, state emergency service said over 2000 Ukrainians have been killed so far. It's unclear how many are uh, military and how many are civilians. That's not uh, thoroughly explained. Ukraine's interior minister says nearly 6000 Russian military personnel have been killed. Uh, I would uh, th- mm. this report uh, notes that that is an unconfirmed figure. I would especially take that figure with a grain of salt. There's no way that's true. 6,000 in a week and change? Three times more Russians than Ukrainians killed in this? Who that, knows? That, that seems impossible. I, I'm, that's just a, that's a lot of dead a day. I mean, if, you're talking true, about... what a poorly planned invasion. Uh, yeah, pretty bad job, if, if accurate. Um, but uh, the Russians have taken their first major city, the first... Major city to fall to uh, Russian forces is reportedly Kherson. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, but K-H-E-R-S-O-N. A city of nearly 300,000 on the, another thing I'll pronounce incorrectly, Dnieper River. <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, clearly aced Ukrainian geography in my uh, scholarly days. You didn't but, major in Ukrainian geography? Yeah, didn't we didn't study that one. Mm. Uh, it's in the southwest part of the country. Reportedly, Russians have taken over the city council building and imposed a curfew on residents. Russian forces continue occupation and advance from the south in um, in Crimea, from the Russian border in the east, and from the Belarus border in the north. In addition to major cities, Russia is apparently targeting power plants. There was uh, a scare this week involving a Russian uh, attack on the impossible Ooh. to pronounce Zapor. <laughs> Zaporizhia. Zhizhia. Yeah. Zhizhia. This nuclear power plant. There was a fire at the training site of this facility, not actually at the reactors. There were fears that this was going to be some sort of Chernobyl-like event. 
but that reporting was apparently overblown. There's no radiation. There's no there are no reports of radiation leaking from the plant. So that um, at least from a nuclear disaster perspective appears to be fine for now. Uh, reportedly, 1.2 million refugees have already fled Ukraine. About half of them are children. Most of them are going to Poland. Others are going to other sites in Eastern Europe, Hungary, Moldova, Slovakia, Romania. But I was scrolling through the numbers and I noticed this. Uh, 53,000 plus of them have fled to Russia. 5% of the Ukrainian refugees have gone to Russia. I'm sure it's much higher than that. People in Ukraine uh, on the border have really no interest in being Ukrainian from the get-go. So why wouldn't they just go there to Russia? There are a lot of like, those those regions where Putin was initially with that peacekeeping force that are yeah, uh, kind of historically, yeah. ethnically Russian, at least dating back a few decades to the Soviet era or you know the early um, the earlier prior century. I bet so, a sizable part of the Ukrainian population identifies more with Russian heritage and does not actually want to be Ukrainian. Yeah. I'm sure there's some of that going on, but, um, but I just, I found it kind of interesting. It's like, uh, they're out of here. They're going straight to Russia. Anyway. Um, of course there's been propagandizing on both sides of this conflict and there will continue to be, and you gotta be, um, skeptical of uh, things you see and claims you might want to believe. We discussed that a little bit last week, so I won't get more into that, but I'll instead get a a little bit more into the propagandizing that we are doing our own uh, American politicians and media who are happy to join this propaganda effort. And the fact checkers were noticeably silent this week when Joe Biden issued a double whopper of lies. He said that Putin was emboldened by American division on display or even caused by January 6th. I guess that's why he invaded now. And January 6th was really bad because the rioters killed five cops. And Vladimir Putin was counting on being able to split up the United States. Look, how would you feel if you saw crowds storm and break down the doors of the British Parliament, kill five cops, oh, come on. injure 145. I think you'd wonder, well, that's what the rest of the world saw. That's because that's what the media portrayed to them, even though it was a complete lie. We're up to five now. <sighs> Killed five. Who's this uh, This other one they're even alleging? So I, I can't remember, but according to this report, obviously Brian Sicknick, who they have it was alleged he was murdered by fire extinguisher bludgeoning. He had a stroke the right, day after right. that was all bullshit. I guess there were four suicides. I didn't, I for, kind of forgot there were that many, but they were all after the fact. Some of those there families even deny suicides? it had anything to do with the Capitol riot itself. But yeah, I guess we're up to four suicides in addition to Brian Sicknick. That's how we're getting to five. Hmm. And even it, let's say that you could prove that though. Let's say, oh yeah, the Capitol riders killed five cops. What evidence do we have to say that Putin was inspired by that? And why would he have waited a year after the fact more than that to do his invasion when we know, oh, man, the great unifier is in chief is in office. If I'm going to seize on this opportunity of division, I better do it now before the unifier gets them all unified again. I don't think Putin has ever said anything about January 6th, at least not that I'm aware of. Odd timing, if that was his true inspiration. Their ability to connect these uh, totally unconnected events and people to to believe it 
It's truly remarkable. They're really hanging on to January 6th, and uh, it's not going to work as far from an electoral perspective. People do not care about this nearly as much as they care about, well, really everything else when it comes to politics. And why would you? It's like, even if I think that that's a terrible event, even if I think that it's as advertised by the media, probably care more about my wallet, probably care more about my gas tank, probably care more about the food that's missing from the grocery store shelves than January 6th. But good luck. Uh, last week, CBS uh, had that legendary piece of propaganda last week that said, hey, all those things that I was just mentioning, your inflation, your supply chain problems, your increasing uh, price of gasoline, all of those are caused by the Ukraine conflict. <laughs> well, this week they are really trying to outdo themselves with this piece about how transgender women are trapped in Ukraine unable to leave because their passports say they are men, which uh, I guess requires them to stay and fight. And then you hear bombings and then you wake up to the sound of bombings. I don't want to go outside. I'm literally scared for my life. All my friends left the city. My neighbors left my floor and I think my building. This is not a very rainbow friendly place. So lives for trans people are very bleak here. If you have male gender in your passport, they will not uh, let you go abroad. They will not uh, uh, let you through. A war within a war, truly, truly. It was hell living as a trans person in, in Kiev in Ukraine. We feel invisible, like we're not people, like we're not human. Wow, that sounds awesome. <laughs> thinking of moving to Ukraine, are you? Yeah, really. Can we create a society where trans people don't feel like they're people or like they're human? How do we create that society? <laughs> we used to be awesome like that. Maybe I've been too hard on Ukraine. Well, you have to you have to wonder too. Oh, this is this is hell for trans people. This place sucks. Well, you picked an odd time to try to leave only until it became a war zone. It's been yeah, hell. Seriously. But then when war hit hell, then you're like, okay, I, I need to bail. I'm out of here. Yeah. And if you're worried about being trans amidst a war, the war can't possibly be that bad. Well, that's the thing. As though everybody isn't in the same situation of suffering. Every person with a penis in Ukraine is suffering the consequences of this war. And they also are, as far as I understand, not allowed to leave because they potentially uh, have to be there to fight. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing discriminatory about any of this. I love how it's just their passports say, no, they have dicks. That's the base. That's the judgment. Well, yeah. That those passports are that making. dude fighting? Because well, and then you, but then you wonder. weird vag that they fashioned through surgery or whatever. Yeah. But then you wonder, um, would how do i want to get into this uh, drafting this person into a ukrainian combat unit would actually be disruptive assuredly they, it would be counterproductive to the fighting effectiveness of that unit to the yeah. point of this person yeah yeah so maybe you let them fl- i don't know i don't know what the policy answer is here i'm just saying the idea that this person is uniquely suffering uh, is preposterous and that's what cbs well, is trying to get you to believe they should flee to russia where where they will immediately be killed uh yeah <laughs> yeah russia's uh well if you if you hate she's not complaining about this country but we'll get to we'll get to britney griner in a moment too, the wnba player who hates this country and is suddenly know, learning stuck in um, russia yeah things are harsher elsewhere you might be surprised oh, what a to surprise. learn 
Yeah. What a dumb bitch. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, of course, there is no end in sight, at least for now, uh, as far as this conflict goes. Because, as we've been talking about, we've really set ourselves up with no good options. You can start World War III by fighting Russia militarily, which obviously is not going to be a, a good thing to do and probably not going to be a popular thing to do. Or we can hit them financially where it actually hurts, which is in their energy. Yeah. But if we hit their energy, we hit ourselves because we're stupid enough to make ourselves at least partially reliant on it. And until we do that, until we actually stop buying Russian energy products, uh, as a practical matter, we are funding both sides of the war. We we buy about $70 million in uh, Russian oil every day, 60 to $70 million worth of Russian oil every day wow. in this country. I did the math. That's something like $25 billion in oil purchases a year. And that's just the United States. That's not even counting Europe. And Europe buys more than we do. I think. Don't quote me on that. But Europe, at least as a percentage of their consumption, imports more from Russia. So Europe is uh, added on to that. And now right uh, right now, Congress is talking about a uh, $10 billion aid package to go to Ukraine. So on the one side, we have tens of billions of dollars in oil purchases annually for Russia. We have $10 billion, a $10 billion check we're about to sign to Ukraine. So we're just going to keep funding both sides of this, but act like we're heroes with our Ukrainian flag emojis. And we're clearly on one side of it somehow. But Due to political pressure, Biden is finally starting to talk about banning those Russian oil imports. This morning, um, Secretary of State Blinken was doing the media tours and um, and he was speaking about this uh, uh, across different news shows. The, uh, the White House is apparently discussing the idea right now. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some announcement potentially as early as tomorrow morning. And the reason it's obviously a response to political pressure instead of some calculated political strategy is because throughout the week, White House officials refused to entertain this idea. Kamala Harris was asked on the Today Show, why not ban Russian oil? Why don't we stop importing it? And she yeah. gave an answer that is right on par with that past one, she said, which was, it is time to do what we have been doing. And that time is every day. That was only a few <laughs> weeks ago. Here is uh, Kamala talking for a very long time, but saying absolutely nothing like a true professional politician. Is that something that the administration would continue or would consider in terms of further sanctions, cutting off the oil and gas uh, part of the economy for Russia? We have, as the president said, uh, reevaluated what we're doing in terms of the strategic oil reserve here in the United States to make sure that it will not have an impact or we can mitigate the impact on the American consumer. Uh, but let's let's take this one step at a time, understanding that right now on the issue of energy, our allies have stood firm and unified in a way that many of the pundits didn't predict would happen um, to ensure that we are we are unified in our approach to this issue. Oh, what? Did she say anything? We see you're we're, we're we're unified. Did you know we might have we might have garbage politics and ideas, but we're unified in those garbage politics and ideas, which is apparently of benefit. I, I guess it's better yes. to have a terrible idea that we all agree on than it is to have one person pushing a terrible idea somehow. They talk about this. Um, the one thing she said that was semi uh, that had some substance to it was this discussion about the oil reserves. But we've already been tapping into that as far as I understand it. And it's not sufficient to bring prices down to a level that anybody will find satisfying. I just right. saw before the stream, we actually just clipped a four dollar 
national average for gasoline for the first time since 2008. And we're creeping yeah. on the all-time record. How is it in Montana? Uh, we There's a lot of station. I mean, it's creeping up to, up to about that. Yeah. For regular around here, it's like yesterday it was like 375 maybe. But that's we're probably close. a 30% increase in a, or a 30 cent increase rather in, in say a couple weeks. I haven't tracked it every day, but uh, I assume you guys are paying something similar. 365, something like that. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Jen Saki similarly danced around this question all week. She said, uh, increasing gas prices, they're Putin's fault, not Biden's fault. And the answer is not to increase U.S. oil production. It's to reduce U.S. oil consumption. The reason why the price of gas is going up is not because of steps the president has taken. They are because President Putin is invading Ukraine, and that is creating a great deal of instability in the global marketplace. Why not apply the same logic to energy and increase domestic production here? Well, there are 9,000 approved oil leases that the oil companies are not tapping into currently, so I would ask them that question. Do you think the oil companies don't have enough money to drill on the places that have been pre-approved? So during that, those years where it would you know, take to bring down prices, as you're saying, we should just continue to buy Russian oil? What we can do over time, and what this is all a reminder of in the president's view, is our need to reduce our reliance on oil. As long as we're buying Russian oil, though, aren't we financing the war? Well, Jackie, again, uh, it's only about 10% of what we're importing, and anyone who's calling for uh, an end to the carve out uh, should be clear that that would rise raise prices. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But okay, the increase in, in prices it predates this this Russia catastrophe. Clearly. Yeah, and the onset uh, aligns with the Biden administration. So what's what's I the happen deal here? to have the numbers handy because I ah, was curious about this. Um, don't look at the notes. Don't cheat. What okay, is your okay. what is your guess for the the average U.S average price of a gallon of gas january 2021 biden's inauguration average nationally yep Ooh, three dollars lower really is it 250 close 242 seriously and, and the what current was it? for it january was it? january of this last year so not even the current current is like at the end of february is 360 uh a year so january 2022 341 so that is a 41 percent increase by my calculation right and if it's only 10 percent from russian sources shouldn't we be, shouldn't it only go up 10 percent uh well it's 10 percent of our imports so the math is a little fuzzier because of course we have a lot of domestic production too right but i love this logic of well it's a wheelie we only import 10 percent, right but that's that is a significant chunk it's like, right. oh, I only I only give 10% of my money to the mafia and only 10% of what they do is murder. But that's still a good amount of money to a bad cause. And I don't even have to say that that Russia's the mafia. I, yeah. For something so critical, why would you rely on anybody outside of yourself uh, if you don't have to? And we don't have to. You mentioned last week uh, we were a net exporter as recently as 2020. We have oil production capabilities to satisfy our own need. We just decide to allow other powers outside of our control to uh, to put us in a dependent position. Right, right, and, because then that makes us environmentalists, even though there's no oversight in other countries. So yeah. stupid. Yeah. 
And she says, oh, well, there's all these outstanding oil leases. And that is true. There are leases outstanding where drilling could happen right now. You know what else happened to the oil industry as a result of the last two years? Job losses in the hundreds of thousands because demand for oil went down by a lot because people were staying home because they were listening to the propaganda of these lunatics. Yep. Even if you have a pl- you're ready to drill right now. Guess what? That takes people. You have to you have to rehire them. You have to retrain them. There's a whole it's a long process. So it's like, oh, you say they don't have enough money. Well, they don't have the people because of your meddling. Yeah. You can't snap your fingers and make it all appear tomorrow. And that's precisely why you have to build this independence over time, because you can't just snap your fingers and have independence appear tomorrow. You work toward it. But God, it's so it's so frustrating to listen to. And it's just it's no leadership. It's no coherence. They're just making it up as they go along and responding to political pressure. What they said on Wednesday is totally different from what they're saying today. Now they're thinking, oh, well, it's probably a good idea to ban these ban these imports. Yeah. And now we who pays the cost for it? I see George Takai and other idiots on Twitter. Well, this is a sacrifice Americans are willing to make in the in pursuit of freedom in Ukraine. Not me. I right. Didn't I, I didn't consent to this or create the situation. Well, I mean, there's no accountability. So they're allowed to change what they say on a daily basis. Yeah, it's nobody's a, ever going to be like, well, you're you're clearly contradicting what you said yesterday. Yeah. And I love I love lectures from a bunch of blue check millionaires who, who are saying, well, it's a small sacrifice to make. I know the difference between uh, 60 and a 30 dollar tank of gas is not that much for you to absorb, but it is, it a is lot for us for someone who works as a waitress or someone who works uh, retail or just whatever. Any any any, um, you know, uh, any average job. It's it's mm-hmm. a lot to absorb. But suddenly these we don't care. These people claim to represent the uh, the poor and the struggling. And, and the, but they don't. Oh, that's a sacrifice you have to make. Sorry. Yep. yep. Great. The other side of this beyond the oil uh, ban, which uh, will probably come uh, at some point soon. And we will all see the price of at the pump very soon as well. Is just we're, we're moving toward a state of just deplatforming and unplugging an entire country. We think about big tech and just various internet companies treatments of individuals they don't like and banning them off every corner of the internet. This is getting to like, you just can't be Russian on the internet where we're approaching yeah. something like that. Oh no. Subscribe star. That's right. They're going to go after. No, this is going to be their greatest test yet. I forgot. No. I th- but they subscribe star, I think does have a U.S. base of operation. Good. I think they, they have a U.S. address. I've seen it before. Yeah. Subscribe star. If people aren't aware, they, they were, the kind of uh, rose to replace Patreon after that whole uh, when they banned Sargon and that was that whole controversy. But Subscribestar, as far as I understand, is run by Russian nationals. Yeah. But they're like the few people who have actually stood up to the censorship forces. Can they can they do it this time? Although they'll probably be fine because it's it's these it's actually these companies standing up to Russia. It's not Russia standing up to these companies. So right. they'll, they'll probably be fine. But Ooh. yeah, pray for the, the Subscribestar Russians. <laughs> But I, I, who knows? They might use all sorts of hosting services or whatever. It's they're, they're in, when you're involved in the internet, you rarely own every single piece of of what you operate. There's servers here, servers there, all that, all that stuff. Anyway, um, so early in the week, YouTube and Facebook and TikTok uh, and some others banned Russian state media outlets RT and Sputnik <laughs> in Europe, and so in response, Putin and Russia are like, all right, no Facebook or Twitter for anybody in Russia. Yeah. So we're just not doing that. And then hilariously, um, Facebook says that this move 
uh, a, a spokesman for Facebook says this move by Russia to ban Facebook in Russia. Soon millions of ordinary Russians will find themselves cut off from reliable information. How, how will they get by without the expert checked material? Oh, uh, no. Fact checker approved news on Facebook. How will the Russians do it? But it, it's just been this absolute wave of every company under the sun putting out a statement about how they're not doing business in Russia anymore. So there are dozens of corporate logos you see on your screen, apparently all of them are, are just going to uh, scale back or, or cut back on services they offer in Russia or to Russians. Uh, the Russian uh, Russian athletes are banned from the Winter Paralympics because they had something what? to do with it. I'm sure things. they're really upset about that. The Russian national soccer team is banned from the FIFA soccer video game. <laughs> Netflix has suspended streaming to Russia, apparently. <laughs> Uh, dozens of companies, uh, as I mentioned, there's just dozens of companies uh, pulling out of this market. But most devastatingly, most devastatingly, um, the International Cat Federation has banned <laughs> cats from cat competitions. I guess there will be no Russian cats. This is all tragic. I'm sure the Russian people are, are very upset at the loss of the Paralympics and cat competition. What is the, what is <laughs> like cat? There are cat shows like dog shows. That's lame. I guess. But some of it is trivial and it's kind of fun to make fun of. But there's a whole other side of this that's pretty serious. There's a financial deplatforming that's going on, or at least a refusal to provide or continue financial services right. in Russia or to Russian people. Visa, What's, MasterCard, yeah. Amex, PayPal. So PayPal said under under the current circumstances, we are suspending PayPal services in Russia. Um, and he added that the company stands with the international community in condemning Russia's violent military aggression in Ukraine. There was some blurb about people being able to um, to get their disbursements, but we'll see about that. And it looks like, you know, credit card companies would have no such obligation. So this is from Visa. Effective immediately, Visa will work with its clients and partners within Russia to cease all Visa transactions over the coming days. Once complete, all transactions initiated with Visa cards issued in Russia will no longer work outside the country, and any Visa cards issued by financial institutions outside of Russia will no longer work within Russia. Mm. And then they talk about how they were compelled because of Russia's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine, unacceptable events they've witnessed. Um, th this is absurd. I mean, these people are just being depersoned financially. Can you imagine not having access to to money that you had in PayPal, not being able to use any of your credit cards. What a nightmare. And it's like, even if you believe them that they are going, they're not going to steal your money Trovo style. They're going right. to give you your money. You can put it somewhere else. Imagine just having all of your credit cards, whatever your, your debit cards, your checks, whatever you use to buy goods on a daily basis. All of those just erased tomorrow. The idea of just rebuilding all of your finances on a moment's notice, it's not impossible, but you don't like the precedent of all of these central powers having that control to just decide you're an unworthy person. Now you have to rebuild right. all of that. And who's to say it's like, maybe you, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe you rebuild it tomorrow with something else. And again, this, the, those central powers just decide, well, we don't like you either. So we're going to yeah. stop doing this yeah. too. Are we going to uh, have to ally with disaffected Russians? <laughs> Well, they are our natural allies, as you as you often say. Maybe maybe there's uh, something to maybe there are partnerships to be made. It's just 
I understand. I, I, I agree that I don't want to be funding really either side of this conflict. And, and I don't want to be This is not me saying, oh, I want to have a whole bunch of business ties in Russia and I want to buy all their oil and all of this. But I'm very wary of the idea that these international central powers in the form of these corporations are just going to decide who's acceptable and who's not and who is suitable for banking and financial services and who's not. This is a very dangerous thing that we're watching. Amex joined the club, too. So it's like yeah. all your major yeah. credit cards yeah. uh, are doing this. And, um, you know, yet another reason to buy silver and ammunition, your stores of value. Silver yeah. and ammunition can't be erased. So that's that's my strategy, not financial advice, of course, uh, my well, I'm not allowed to give financial advice, so I'll just leave it at that anyway. <laughs> not allowed uh, say whatever you want. You, well, you can get sued. You know, if I tell people to buy something and then the value declines, then I, you I can get, get sued. sued for that. I assume that's why people always uh, say no financial advice. I'm not exactly sure about the legal liabilities, but the point is you don't want legal liability for someone losing money and coming and blaming you for giving them financial advice, which I am not and would never do. (laughs) We mentioned Brittany Griner seen here at some sort of Russian airport security with a a black lives, uh, some kind of black lives matter hoodie on. Um, and she's no stranger to comments highly critical of this country she, for people who don't know, which is assuredly pretty much everybody. Brittany Griner is like a seven foot tall WNBA player. Oh yeah. And yeah. She, she didn't want to play yeah. the national anthem during their season or whatever. Yeah. In Phoenix sure, yeah. where she plays in the WNBA. I think. Uh, yeah. This, this if giant she still plays there. tree of a black lesbian. She's like the biggest, ugliest woman I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, <laughs> she's been playing well, in Russia I've long wondered if Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner probably needs a testicle check. I think that's fair to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There might be some Michelle Obama's dangling down there. People were to people were to check. Big swing and D. Yep. <laughs> that is uh, not that's not like financial advice. You can count on that. That's that's no, no lawsuit here. Yeah. So she got uh, detained in Russia for three weeks because she was arrested. By ha- she had a bunch of those vape cartridges that had weed like hash oil in them in her luggage at a Moscow airport. And so she's looking at five to 10 years in Russian prison, Russian prison, if she's convicted on drug smuggling charges and everybody's like, oh, we have to get her out. Why? Fuck that bitch. Um, Is that law ridiculous? Yeah. But, you know, when you travel to a foreign country, you have to obey their laws. And and here's the reason I think it's relevant. You might be thinking, well, who cares? It's some... WNBA player I've never even heard of and I don't want to hear of. And I'm very sympathetic with that perspective because that's the perspective of most Americans who don't watch the WNBA. But uh, stunning and brave woman of color captured by our chief foreign adversary at the moment. I could see Biden and company making a massively stupid deal with Russia. We'll give you a whole yeah. bunch of concessions in exchange for the release of Brittany Griner. And it's a lose Can lose. You imagine? We all but surrender and we have Brittany Griner come back home. OK, yeah, I, we don't want you here. I just think it's a wild card in this conflict that it might be a, a bargaining chip. I could see it. It's so pay very attention 2022, to isn't it? Yeah, I, I think there's more coming on this Brittany Griner business. So we will watch that. Um, I do have some points I want to make about. 
the state of the union, I know it's old news, but it's probably going to take a little bit longer than we have time before the top of the hour. So maybe we, that would um, be great because I hate to do this, but I really have to go to the bathroom. Okay. I can, uh, 50 minutes in, I yeah, didn't even make it an hour. That's maybe a record for shortest time lasted, but, uh, um, I'll be back in uh, two shakes of a lamb's tail. Okay. All right. I will uh, get into some chats in the meantime. Let's see what we have here. Uh, let's start on tippy stream actually. And I forgot, actually, you know what? I forgot to open my DLive chats too. My apology to our friends over on DLive if I missed any of them, but I will pop that out now. It looks like we're good, but of course uh, it might, sometimes those get erased after the fact. So if I missed any of your DLive chats, uh, I have the feed now and uh, I appreciate you guys over there. Over on Tippy Stream, let me see. I need a refresh here and we'll get to that. Well, uh, Charles Yaus, make sure I pronounce it correctly. Charles Yaus says, Matt, lose the baseball cap and and embrace your authentic balding self. Balding men of the world unite. We have nothing to lose but our hair. Um, Yeah, it's seen better days up there for sure. But, uh, but, you know, it's like it's the bit. It's part of the show, too. It's like you got to stick with the branding and the image. Um, Yeah, well, no, not complaining. Just like. You know, wanting wanting the uh, the ball cap to be a thing of the past. We got the the focus. Uh, all right, there we go. I know it's like you change a damn thing and people get upset. So my mission is to give the people exactly what they expect every single time. Uh, thank you, Charles. Phil says every liberal foaming at the mouth to make the Russian people suffer will turn off their conservative countrymen and start. Uh, the second it's po- uh, sorry, let me uh, the tippy stream presentation is always difficult to read. Let me uh, go back. Every liberal foaming at the mouth to make Russian people suffer will turn on their conservative countrymen. The second it's possible when we when we win, remember that they hate you and want you dead, but will settle for your subjugation. Uh, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Phil also says we can. We can have our cities back the second we repeal Hart Seller and the Civil Rights Act. Unfortunately, that's not a discussion anyone in power is willing to have. Uh, no, that one is definitely not politically viable for the moment. Oh, sh- I did mute you. I did mute your mic. I said good, a good. whole bunch of really interesting and intelligent things. The, o- the only reason I muted your mic is because anytime you step off, it's like you never know what you might pick up. And we had a near disaster on the call-in show like a week or two ago. So I just don't want to, I don't want to, well, yeah, I I don't need to bring it back up, but it's like the audio didn't go to the stream, but you know, you never know what mics pick up and just. Thank you for taking precautions. That would have been really bad. So that's why I muted it. But thank you for the chat for, um, for reminding me of that. Cause sometimes I miss the visual. Phil says Zelensky is just another (laughs) awesome guy who is doing his best and bravest um he's he's very good at getting along with uh his his european allies who the west has left pilled into mass graves <laughs> as always phil uh phil refers you to his coexist bumper sticker and his trunk for how this is all going to work out kim says heads up to the pennsylvania listeners there will be a meetup on March 20th, outside of Hershey, Pennsylvania, we'll be renting a movie theater and watching right. the movie review that uh, the movie, whatever movie's up for review that week. Message Kim 5694 on Discord or email 
uh, I'll tell you what, um, it's a long email. It'll be hard to read. Um, if you would like to get information on the, um, Pennsylvania meetup where they're going to rent out a movie theater and watch the movie to be reviewed that week, just email me. Uh, you can find the contact on the website and uh, I will connect you with Kim because I have Kim's email. So thank you for that, Kim. Appreciate it. Phil says, how much would it take for Putin just to keep Brittany Griner permanently? It's not as if we need her back. I know. Uh, we have uh, plenty of basketball Americans left, even with her absence. She's like, didn't she dunk it though? Is she, she's like the only WNBA player or one of a select few to actually dunk the ball. That's very rare. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she's um, a huge bitch. So probably she isn't, she is as tall as, as most um, male NBA. Players? I think she is like seven feet tall. Let me uh, double check that, but we're, I'm good on my platforms. If you want to catch up on YouTube. Sure. This is from Bill Biz. Hate to see a brother war in Ukraine, but can't help thinking that there might actually be a small group benefiting financially, politically, and culturally. Frankfurt School revisited. I don't know of what you speak with your innuendo, Mr. Bill Biz. Sounds like a lot of hate in that heart. Aaron Molo says, Moe, Moyo. Uh, Matt Christensen is a content creator. Matt Christensen makes videos and does live streams. I watch Matt's content. Sometimes I send super chats. Matt and I once made love. So basically that is gay. Thank you. Truly gay. Yeah. Robin queer. D. Banks. I'm telling. By the way, uh, really quick. Her height is 6'9". Oh, so close. Very tall. That's too tall for a woman. <laughs> that's almost too tall for a man. Uh, testicle check. Ugh. Um, she weighs 205 pounds and she's not even fat. Ugh. That is so huge. But she has a monster box. Just huge. <laughs> uh, Robin D. Banks. I'm telling you, Kat confirms with repeating digits and dates last month. Year of the red pill. We can do this, guys. Also, Matt, check your inbox. Sent you a present about the Ukraine thing. Okay, I will do that. Thank you. Um, I bought PN. Thank you, sir. Ben Smith. Sorry to the St. Louis meetup group. The parents didn't make it down because my mom broke her leg. I could have made it. I hope you had a lovely time. Heart emoji. There's a St. Louis meetup group. Wouldn't it be weird if it's like all the people that I didn't like in high school? <laughs> They're suddenly fans. Uh, there was a St. Louis <laughs> meetup group. They were all murdered tragically. Right. Yeah. They yeah. They, they met downtown and then uh, they were all shot in the back of the head for a dollar a piece. It was the white supremacists who tried to snipe Corey Bush. They got exactly. the, the yeah. St. Louis meetup group. Yeah. Sorry to say. Um, Boogeyman 917. Cheers to my favorite duo on the YouTubes. Thank you. Slosher. Congratulations on 300 episodes. I just got a 4% raise. Totally offsets the 15% inflation. Goal just hit $2,000. <laughs> Damn, did it? I can hardly believe uh, it. Well, Jonathan uh, Smith. congratulations. <laughs> uh, at least the, the inflation is mitigated somewhat. And thank you for uh, supporting <laughs> yeah, the show. Really. Jonathan Smith, 300 episodes and we have to beg for a braid. Blonde is trying to kill the show. Oh, I don't know. God. I got a really bad haircut, so it doesn't look as good braided these days. Um, Daniel Kunkel, the Texas father trying to save his son from being transitioned, who was shouted down at an institution of higher learning, was sadly predictable not mutilating children is very triggering apparently is this the father of luna's there's a development in yeah this case? so i posted a video about it yesterday he is now running for office so since we've last discussed it it sounds like his custody of james has been removed entirely except he retains permission he retains notification rights on matters of gender transition but so so they just have um, to tell him that's it I think he has to consent currently. So, so there's no, there's been no medical intervention as far as I understand, but 
James goes to school as Luna in a dress. All of those things are controlled by mom in the school. So dad, Jeff Younger, is now running for office in Texas, Texas State House, and he wants to criminalize uh, gender transition procedures for children. You're talking puberty blockers, surgeries. Great. So he was invited by the the student conservative group to go speak on this campus in Denton, University of North Texas, and this absolute freak show showed up and just shot him, shot at him down. And they had to remove him and the student organizer and there are allegations of assault. And of course, the headline is they surrounded the, the cop car and they're beating on the cop car and the cop car has to take off. And the headline is protester struck by cop car. Oh, come on. And there's no video, but you know what, was what happened. the gender and identifi- identi- identifying factors of this of this person? I d- of. The person who was struck, I don't know because mm-hmm. they uh, they supposedly visited the hospital, but there's no report of serious injury but yeah that 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 went absolutely crazy and uh we'll see if his effort to to run for office in texas is successful but your point is exactly right he's just saying i don't know let's not cut and hormonally alter children and that that caused a bunch of freaks to come out screeching yeah this country doesn't deserve to be saved what more evidence does everybody need fat hooligan Yes, downtown Seattle has gotten much, much worse. It's depressing. My neck of the woods is unchanged. Thankfully, I'll be on the lookout for this dairy poppins and be yes. sure to toss shim, shim, a top pot, which is a donut place ah. in Seattle. An aside, I used to live in an apartment that was right above the top shop that was in Upper Queen Anne, and my house always smelled like waffle cones. It was amazing. Ah, well, Raphael, yeah. I look Salvador. forward to dairy poppins clips. Please do. Dairy poppins, please send them. What's up, my Dnieper's? <laughs> uh, we'll That's the river. That That's right. Yep. Okay, we're good? Yep. Okay, we will come back to your chats later on in the show. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. In the meantime, it is back to the news. Let me find where I left off. Here, hold on just a sec. I got too many windows and tabs open. You know, it just makes for disorganization and difficulty. So I'm going to get these closed and then we'll pop back into the stories. The fact that it's taking me like 30 to 45 seconds tells you just how many of them there were. Great story. Okay. Compelling and rich. I was going to, Oh yeah. Um, up next is the state of the union stuff, which I know, uh, obviously it's kind of old news. This happened on what Tuesday night. So I don't, I'm not going to go through the whole thing and all the hilarious Biden, misspeaks like calling the Ukrainians the Iranians and whatever other silly, stupid stuff he said. Although it was funny when he said that Kamala Harris, did you see him or see her behind him mouthing Ukrainians in embarrassment? Yeah. But uh, some general things I wanted to talk about, aside from the fact that the first 15 minutes of the speech was just the state of Ukraine. The whole thing was about Ukraine. There were more Ukrainian flags in the chambers than U.S. flags. (gasps) What are we doing here? Okay. Um, But specifically that point juxtaposed uh, this praise for the freedom fighters of Ukraine against this hostile foreign invader in, in, in Russia. It was totally incoherent because it was juxtaposed with this this recycled mockery of U.S. gun owners uh, Biden saying that that we don't need rifles with high capacity magazines because there's no possible reason uh, to need those things, um, which, of course, is a recycled shitty line. Yes, but um, but Biden delivered it again. So first his praise for Ukraine and then him saying, well, why would anyone ever need these guns? What do you think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests? 
With the duty to one another, Constitution, and an unwavering resolve, with the duty to with the duty to one another, to America, to the American people, to the Constitution, and an unwavering resolve that freedom will always triumph over tyranny. Russia's Vladimir Putin sought to shake the very foundations of the free world, thinking he could make it bend to his menacing ways. But he badly miscalculated. He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. A few moments later. I asked Congress to pass proven measures to reduce gun violence, pass universal background checks. Why should anyone on the terrorist list be able to purchase a weapon? Why? Ban assault weapons with high capacity magazines hold up 100 rounds. You think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests? Ha 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 ha. Oh my god. <laughs> what a joke we are. They look like animated corpses. How did all these people get into the highest positions in the land? I always love the reasoning too of uh, why would anyone on the terrorist watch list deserve their rights? Well, because that is a list that doesn't have any due process and specifically in the Constitution you can't revoke those rights without due process. That's why. Right. Um, and how but, many of us are purported domestic terrorists after January 6th? That doesn't mean anything. Uh, yeah. But even if you don't like that answer, uh, the reason you just gave, which is, I don't know, maybe uh, a, a, a hostile foreign invader shows up or maybe our own government becomes tyrannical in a similar way. You just yeah. described freedom fighters against government tyranny and then mock people who believe they ought to be able to fight for freedom against government tyranny. And in the context of the terrorist watch list, it's just a matter of who they declare as a terrorist. As you said, it's just yeah, like, well, exactly. Yeah. I want my rights. No matter what you call me, no matter what mean words you say about me. And yeah, you have heard that shitty line before at least twice. As far as I could find here is Joe saying not just in any context, but specifically in almost the exact same context last year, he didn't have a state of the union per se. It was like a speech to Congress, even though it was effectively the same thing. And then he said it in a, a different press conference as well. So here's a clip, one from April and one from June, saying the exact same stupid ass line. We need a ban on assault weapons and high capacity magazines. Talk to most responsible gun owners and hunters. They'll tell you there's no possible justification for having 100 rounds in a weapon. What do you think, deer wearing Kevlar vests? No one needs to have a weapon that can fire over 30, 40, 50, even up to 100 rounds. Unless you think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests or something. Oh, my Lord. It's like hasn't Amy one Klobuchar. of his aides been like, stop saying this? I think I would like to know, did he ad lib that line into the State of the Union address or was it written in there? Uh, I think it was written in there based on Nancy God. Pelosi's reaction. They all laugh like it's the first time they've heard it. It sucked the first time. It's nonsensical the first time, as know, you just described earlier in the speech. The, pur the purpose of the amendment is protecting yourself from the encroachment of tyrants, not hunting deer. You yep. get it for five mm -hmm. seconds. You get it in the context of a foreign country. It's weird that you can't apply the logic to us. Some might say it seems malicious. Some might say it seems evil. You decide for yourself. Of course, there was much uh, made of Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene, who yelled at Joe from their seats about the 13 Marines and soldiers who were killed at the Kabul airport attack in August. 
Biden made no specific mention of them. And I bring that I bring this up because Jen Psaki gave one of the all time worst explanations for why those deaths were not part of the speech. She said, well, there's only so much time and, you know, you really got to focus on your priorities. So look, a speech like the State of the Union, it's hugely important. It doesn't touch on, it doesn't have the time to touch on everything that is a priority. Oh, not enough time. Okay. Her job is political communication. They talked about trans youth. Biden spent a couple moments talking about how he's on the side of the trans youth. And of course, you have time to talk about dead Ukrainians. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have time to talk about dead Americans. Uh, That's that's interesting. Uh, One other thing Biden mentioned, uh, he's going to name a chief prosecutor for for pandemic fraud. That's right. The fraudulent acquisition of your PPP funds and your Corona bucks checks and all the money that just went out every orifice the government has for the last two years. Turns out. A lot of those, uh, a lot of that money was obtained on false pretenses. I can't believe really? it. So you we're mean they a... created an opportunity for people to commit widespread fraud and they did? I can't believe it. And oh. so now, because we spent billions or trillions of dollars uh, in a completely unvetted, completely inefficient, completely fraudulent way, now we have to spend millions more of your money on an entire office to investigate how the government screwed this up. We need to pile offices on top of federal offices until we finally reach the apex of oversight and achieve the efficiency that only more government offices could possibly achieve. That's what they're going to do. They're going to have a a chief prosecutor for pandemic fraud. Maybe we just stop the fraud that is um, the fraud and the theft that is stealing from the wallets of the American people in the form of taxation and now inflation. Maybe we just stop the fraud that is stealing from our futures by spending yep. dollars we don't have. Maybe we stop yep. that fraud. Yeah, just exactly. Stop. Just stop doing exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, more, more bureaucracy is surely going to solve this uh, financial problem that we have. Like that yeah. has ever worked in the history of mankind before. It's like how we're always just one gun control law short <laughs> to stop the shooter. Oh man, if only there was only just just one more alphabet agency, just one more yeah. federal oversight office, we really would have nailed it. Surely, next time we will get the redistribution of printed money done correctly. I can't wait until yeah, we yeah. achieve. Uh, achieve it and reach the promised land. And the last thing I wanted to mention was just the very odd ending in which Biden yelled, go get him a reference. Nobody really understands. As one people, one America, the United States of America. God bless you all. And may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. (laughs) The uh, the top comment on that YouTube video suggests that that was actually just Joe repeating what he heard his handlers saying off stage. Oh my God! Somebody go get him! This is go a fucking disaster. That's funny. I'm glad they. Uh, I'm I'm surprised that they allowed that comment to stay. Yeah, uh, Biden's defenders say he was simply saying "go get him" like he's a little league coach, I guess. But you listen. I've listened back several times. It's "go get him." There's clearly an H. So. I don't know. Maybe it's just a simple mistake, but it's a weird way to end a speech anyway. Go yeah. get him, champ. Go, get him. go out there and hit Is that game-winning home run. Is it just some old man thing? Yeah, I think that's what he meant. Maybe. Did he mean uh, go get him? Yeah. I guess that's what he must have meant. But uh, but that's. I don't want to talk too much about the State of the Union because that's uh, old news already. I do want to talk about what... Um, is, uh, well, I, I shouldn't be surprised about any sort of uh, 
New York City subway attack. But uh, this one does surprise me. It involves an attacker of color uh, against a victim of another race. But it's definitely not a hate crime. There are no hate crime charges for this one. As far as I'm aware, the um, the man, this man on the subway in the Bronx walked up to a woman who was sitting alone on her phone, I guess. And he smeared, yes, human feces into her face for no discernible reason. It is an attack on the subway, so vile, so disgusting. There are a few words to describe the indecency. In this video released by the NYPD, you can see a man take something out of a bag, that's something, human feces, which he then throws and rubs on a woman's face, no apparent motive. That woman says she was attacked out of nowhere. Speaking in Spanish, the victim who did not want to be identified says her assailant spread it all over her face and into her hair. The mayor today saying incidents like this reinforce the need for a focus on how to address mental illness. I need to back this up just a little bit because you can see like a small piece drip onto the concrete. I don't mean too gross, but I don't mean to be too gross, but just observe this dripping. Identified says her assailant spread it all over her face and into her hair. The mayor today saying incidents like this reinforce the need for a focus on how to just mental illness uh, it's just mental illness at work once again that's oh, all that's so funny that it was a mexican and then he spread his poo poo on my <laughs> face and in my hair that's exactly what i uh i should i really should not laugh but hey new yorkers chose this but yeah excremental just oh my god <laughs> it's like west side story god oh man so the man the guy the poop smearer is frank uh abraqua i think is how you say his name uh, we'll go with that. He's a 37 year old homeless guy with apparently 44 prior arrests. His prior arrests include incidents of criminal mischief at another subway station. He, I guess, sucker punched a guy at a bus stop. He threatened a hardware store owner with a screwdriver that he was stealing or stole from the store itself. And he punched another guy in the face multiple times at a, a Harlem subway stop. Yeah. And all of yeah. these arrests, he just walked out of court without bail. He was arrested really? this time on Tuesday, but I guess it wasn't even for this poop attack. Strictly, <laughs> he was arrested because he apparently attacked a Jewish man in Brooklyn in September. He called the man a fucking Jew, then spat at him and took a swing at him. And really? I, I don't think he got hate crime charges for that either. I'm having it, some conflicting feelings about this man. Okay, calm down. <laughs> his 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 latest arrest. Um, also did not qualify for bail under New York state's new bail right. reform laws. So he's free to go and abuse people in the streets again, probably already has, but it, it wasn't just what he's done to people in New York city. And what he did in this case, he also was apparently a complete jackass at his actual court hearings. So he shows up, he, he goes to his arraignment and he's with the cops and the DA and he's with court personnel. He joked with the cops Quote, shit happens. And he also said, this is a shitty situation. Ha ha. Real clever guy here. <laughs> he also sneered at the Bronx judge. Fuck you, bitch. So the the, um, the prosecutors had requested a protection order for the the Hispanic woman who he attacked. And that prompted an outburst from this guy. He told the judge, I don't know that bitch. And then he said to the judge, I'm why am I being mistreated by the system as he repeatedly walks out of the system every time he says, hey, I'm being respectful. I'm talking to my attorney. He snapped at the judge. 
you're talking to you're talking to her not me fuck you bitch he said to the judge the judge says my hands are tied by new york state law on your way sir (laughs) i look forward to your next adventure prosecutors had asked for him to be held on fifteen thousand dollars bond or five thousand dollars cash despite being called a bitch the judge let him go free without either because that's what new york law um prescribes Mm. now i'm not keen on this specific new york law but i do find it I thought that a lot of these I thought that this um ban this bail reform stuff was supposed to be a, about things like drug charges or I don't know um nonviolent crimes. In this case, yeah. he's a re- repeat violent offender. He attacks people all the time. All the time. He can't stop. And I can't imagine voting for or wanting a law that says multiple violent offenders should be just let out onto the streets when they are detained. Yet that is what Apparently, New York voters are uh, interested in and voting for. So if you're in New York, I I have only one solution for you. That is to keep voting Democrat. You're just one Democrat short of finally realizing the dream. Keep doing it. And when someone comes and smears poop in your face, well, that's (laughs) the price you have to pay for utopia. I'm. I mean, even the grossness of this story aside, I'm just fascinated by how somebody like this can keep getting away with such insane attacks and they want to let him go. I just, the whole story fascinates me. I mean, they don't want to deal with the repercussions of um, uh, doing that to somebody that's black, incarcerating somebody. It would be racist. Yeah, it would be racist. Yeah, we can't have that. So Although I agree. We should. He seems to be targeting the right racial minorities. So <laughs> I, it See, seems like black people are natural allies. What uh, have yes. I been saying? Everyone, everyone is a natural ally, circumstances depending. Someone, exactly. someone, fits, someone fits in here and there to the great scheme. <laughs> Always. Anyway, that's that all I have to like say. dude's like straight African, isn't he? I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, I don't know much about his biography other than he just can't stop attacking people. And it's they seem really creative. They seem like they're um, not just, you know, it's not just. Uh, gun violence or punching people. He's doing a lot of different stuff. So, well, he looks like half the cast of Hotel Rwanda. So, I would assume that this is some <laughs> sort of immigrant situation. He's he's wearing a very uh, eclectic outfit uh, as well. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know where where he got that one. You but, sure it's um, not just Don Cheadle? It might Who's be. The, yeah, it might be. That's good. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Ron DeSantis uh, telling these students to take their masks off. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, you've made me afraid to say anything about this. We actually are going to have to walk on eggshells a little bit, even though this is comparatively non-controversial to the stuff that we just discussed. I know because Susan has her iron fist all over this one. I'll get to exactly what Susan's problem with it is later, because that's secondary to the story. But of course, we all know Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. And he is, uh, well, he has a habit of attracting the media's ire, especially in Trump's absence. And so um, this week he got even more of that trademarked scorn after supposedly scolding. You'll see these words being thrown out. He scolded. He bullied these students into taking off their masks. You decide for yourself with what I can show you of the clip. He was at the University of South Florida on Wednesday morning to announce funding for cybersecurity education. The students at the podium with him are all apparently from the Middleton High School in Tampa. As DeSantis approached the podium and he saw that these kids were wearing masks, he told them to take off those masks unless they want them on. 
And as I mentioned, YouTube has decided that this clip is one of those forbidden pieces of medical misinformation, which is why I have to censor it into this nonsense. It sounds like he's swearing up a storm. No, he's just saying normal things. All right. Well, it's good to be at USF. <laughs> That's it. That was bullying. That's what everybody's making a fuss over. That just seems like nothing. And scolding. Yeah. Um, I'll explain some of that censorship more in a minute. But but yeah, uh, suddenly these um, these otherwise pro-coercion mask advocates, not just that they want the force of law used against you to force a mask on you. They want you harassed at the grocery store. They want you shamed on social media if you don't wear a mask. Suddenly they have had this realization that it is wrong to try to influence anybody else's mask decision, even though. As we heard in there, he did say, even if you don't like his tone, he did say, listen, wear the mask if you want to, but don't feel like you have to. This like is ridiculous. To, right. So he he's not he gave them an option if they um, if they prefer something, he was personally going to rip it off their faces. But parents, at least some of them speaking with media, they are outraged. Doesn't Ron DeSantis know that it is the individual's right to decide to wear a mask or not? Here are a couple of those parents uh, and their kids. I'm responsible for him, and I told him to wear that mask. And Governor DeSantis, and he's looking at this adult authority and, and he's telling him, oh, you didn't have to wear the mask. What was your reaction when you heard the governor tell you and your classmates, remove your masks? A bit of surprise and shock, more of, okay, this, this authority figure is asking me to do something that I know is probably going to end up being controversial. I took mine off. Did you feel pressure by the governor to do that? Mm, a little. He pretty much said, take off your mask, it's stupid. And take off your mask, your parents don't matter. Even though I'm, I'm telling you, parents matter. And he's telling my minor child to take off his mask. He's putting us at risk. So, uh, oh yeah, to I was upset. It's my right to yeah. have my mask on. The governor has no right to tell no kid or no one who they can or can't wear a mask. What a bunch of pussies. All these people need to join gangs. <laughs> you know what I noticed about that mom? I didn't notice on the first time around. She says, well, it's, it's, you know, I tell my son to wear the mask. That's my right as a parent. Her son was wearing a mask during the interview and she was, and not. She was not. That's kind of an odd decision. I wish she, I could have heard her explain <sighs> that a little bit um, more, but, but yeah, I mean, I agree. It is your right to decide if you want to wear a mask or not. Now do the last two years of coercion in the other yeah. direction. Apply that logic to how this has worked in reverse. Now, if Ron DeSantis went up to you and said, you will not wear that mask and ripped it off your face physically. Yeah, I would agree. He shouldn't do that. But you people have been talking about, uh, well, I shouldn't accuse those parents. I don't know. It's the first time I've ever heard from them. But just in general, people uh, people on the uh, the left side of the of this perspective have had no problem with the instruments of coercion right. for right. years. For years. Suddenly, yeah. this is the one where a guy somewhat, like, with the most mild verbal force possible tells you you shouldn't do that. That. Oh, oh, oh what are, we're not a free country anymore. It's just impossible to take seriously. And, of course, the headline from, from Politico, DeSantis called a bully. After he scolds students for wearing masks. Called a bully by whom? Oh, well, surprise, surprise. Called a bully by Democrats vying to replace him as governor. 
Yeah. Charlie Crist, who is one of those Democrats trying to unseat Ron DeSantis, says young people in our state deserve to be treated with respect, not dunked on by a heartless, egotistical governor with a political agenda. Young people should be forcibly masked by their governor for months or years on end. That's what that's what we want. I guess we we, we can't have our governor being slightly uh, aggressive with his tone. We want physical force applied to kids to have them masked forever. Good grief. Nikki Freed, who's also running against uh, Ron DeSantis, trying to unseat him, says you can judge someone's character by how, how they treat waiters and high school students. Well, OK, Why? Then- high school students are little pieces of shit. What, what does that even mean? Yeah. And it's not like you guys have had the you guys being Democrats having uh, the best track record of treatment for high schoolers over the last two years. What? I know. It's, uh, it's filled with a bunch of first of all, the Democrat Party filled with a bunch of pedos. And then uh, we're, we aren't talking about well, you and I are about what this is doing to to kids that are missing ma- major milestones in their lives. Yeah. Can you imagine if you them- were to do this shit during high school, half of your high school? Career. Yeah. All, all the social things that you enjoy. And don't get me wrong. High school in the grand scheme does suck. I I don't, I don't want to go back, but there are memories I had with my friends that are not replaceable. You miss that prom. You miss that class that you shared with your friend. You miss um, that football season, whatever you don't replace that. It's gone. You are not going to go back and relive that when you're 21. It's gone forever. You're never getting it back. The uh, Tampa Bay times is uh, stirring up the pot too. headline. Readers are furious. With how DeSantis treated masked up high school students. And uh, they have a sampling. I'm sure a representative sample of the letters sent to the editor. And actually it might be. Because these are the people who have time to send letters to the editor. But uh, get a load of the names in the in the um, sampling here. Uh, letter from Jackie. Suzanne. Mm. Fern. Mm. Barbara. Mm. Mary. That's Kathleen. Ginger. Brenda and Judy. Now there are some any Karens. No, no Karens. And there there are some men in here, but it's majority female. And I would, I would speculate majority female boomer uh, people with time to do exactly. We'll see how furious Floridians actually are when November rolls around and they overwhelmingly reelect Ron DeSantis. I look forward to this headline. Uh, Floridians furious with Democrat bullshit express their, their views at the polls. I, I can't wait till that headline gets published. And of course, maybe I'll eat crow on that because I don't know how fortified those polls will be or not. We will find out. I mentioned I'd return to the um, YouTube censorship and why I had to bleep the clip. Well, uh, as far as the production of this show goes every, every Sunday morning, I, I, kind of gather and and trim these clips and I I prep them for the show and I post them on the side channel that I use for the clips, Um, partly for organizational purposes, partly to protect myself from exactly this sort of bullshit, my main channel, because if I had done this on my main channel, they would have deleted the stream would not be happening on my main channel right now. So I post the clip, the unedited clip of DeSantis telling these kids to take the masks off. YouTube gives that clips channel removes that, that, uh, removes that clip and gives the channel a strike because it's medical misinformation, <laughs> even though it's just a politician talking. Ridiculous. So, of course, I've encountered this problem before. And what do I do? Well, I just go to the other side channel that I have for exactly these purposes. I got a whole get ready, Susan. I You knock down <laughs> one domino. It's not like they all fall. I got secret channels everywhere yeah. all over your YouTube. You'll never stop me. You're like a regular Russian. Yeah, Exactly. So I do what I always do. And I said, okay, she, 
I can't post it uncensored. I'll black out some of the words. I'll bleep some of the words and we'll get it through that way. So I did that five minutes later, medical misinformation strike. It's like, well, what the hell? So I blacked out more words, blur, uh, bleeped more medical misinformation strike. Okay, come on. And I appealed both of them and said, this is a clip of a politician talking. Are you the arbiters of what the public debate is? For all I know, we'll discuss how he was wrong. I don't know. This is an elected official in America talking. Why can't I play that clip? And so I appealed on that basis. And then YouTube looked into it for me and they looked at clip one. Mind you, exact same clip. Just slightly bleeped differently. Only difference between these. Uh, they said, yeah, we, we looked at that and um, that violates our medical misinformation policy. So the content removal and the strike stand. You you bastards. And then I look at one of the videos later and I see the email that was received for that one. Again, same exact clip, slightly different bleeping. Well, hey, uh, thanks. We, we took another look and we can confirm that content does not violate our community <laughs> guidelines. Oh, thank you. So if I just bleep it slightly differently, that person at YouTube will say it's fine or not. Uh, I guess that's what YouTube wants us to believe. But of course, what the reality is, is there are just people looking at these things and deciding if they like them or not. There are no actual rules. It's just Susan Minions who decide if something is subjectively offensive or not. That's it. And uh, but don't worry, Twitter informs me uh, or YouTube, uh, YouTube's team uh, on Twitter informs me. Here's the tweet. We're, we're passing this along and we'll let you know as soon as we have an update. I'm sure. Now, yeah. here, as I was telling them, here's the update. Delete the policy. Delete all yes. of your jobs. That's the update. That's the update. And I, you had noticed this when I sent uh, this information to you earlier. People who follow me on Twitter are well aware of this. It's not even unique to this tweet. But but hey, uh, just my screenshots. Again, screenshots of, of um, YouTube emails twitter has marked that as sensitive Sensitive. content that's hidden are you sure you want to view it as though it's porn or as though it's clips of violence or something like that oh sure i'll I'll take a look thank you um yeah it's just a it's just an image of a a youtube upload but but that's true on on twitter of everything i post videos of just me talking are sensitive information people might be offended awesome Um, you know (laughs) <laughs> i guess this is this is the social media world that we live in it's just absolute insanity but uh but that's all i got to say on that did you have any more commentary on desantis or the antics of uh, our youtube and twitter friends no i'm liking what he has to say i'm uh not enough to vote but maybe if maybe. he were to run for president you mean yeah yeah uh i gotta think um there was a straw poll at CPAC and Trump crushed DeSantis like by 30 points. And I got to think that looking at that, um, I got to think that DeSantis would probably yield to Trump if Trump runs. And it was all but guaranteed at CPAC as well. Trump has said many times, yeah, I'm basically in. I think he hasn't confirmed it for potentially legal reasons or whatever else. I'm out on that. So I know I can understand why you might be. Um, I can understand why people would be. I personally, um, I think he's a, a far better president than what we have currently. And so I, I would vote for him on that basis. But as far as a a political candidate, it does make me a little bit ner- uh, nervous because Trump's loyalty is undeniable. The votes he pulls are undeniable. Right. The votes he inspires in opposition to him are also undeniable. He 
he gets more hate votes against him than anybody. And that's, I, I would, I, if assuming a properly fortified fair election, Susan, I, I, I'm fairly confident Trump would win a rematch against Biden. But let's say you had a different candidate of the same policy positions who was more appealing to the normies because they were more well-spoken. I don't even know that that's what I want. I'm just saying it inspires less hate votes in opposition. Would you vote for Trump again? Yeah, I would. Oh, God. I can't do this again. I would for both policy reasons, even though I have uh, several complaints. I'm He's not my perfect candidate. But I, I would for better policy than is currently happening, but also because I love the show. I, I can't deny I love the show. <laughs> and I want to see it. So I, I would. But we'll see if it comes to that. Uh, let's see. I got uh, a, a hoax hate item. All right. I, why am I surprised? We do this um, every week. Mandatory. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, a Bay Area, as in California, a Bay Area woman of color is now implicitly claiming to be, I guess, the Rosa Parks of Delta Airlines. She says so she um, was hired to shake things up. I don't know. Maybe she was. She says uh, flight attendants asked her to move from her seat at the front of the plane all the way to the very, very racist back. She was seated in row 15 in the window seat at takeoff, but by the end of the flight, she was sitting in row 34. She said the two women seated next to her in the middle and aisle seats were upset about their seat assignment. They felt like they were ticketed first class seats, but they couldn't provide the ticket. Camille says that was a Delta flight attendant speaking with those two passengers next to her. Eventually, the flight attendant proposed a solution to get the women more space, but Camille would have to move. Are you by yourself? Yeah. You seat back there, 34, but give you all more space. I don't want to make it a race thing, but instead of asking the two white women that were seated next to me in an attempt to accommodate them, you know, they basically made me have to move. And I just don't know why I had to move because you know, that was the seat that I paid for. She said she was embarrassed by the experience. As I'm walking back there, it's just humiliating. You know, it's like having the entire flight look at you and, you know, everybody's kind of asking what's going on. After getting back to the Bay Area, Camille spent the next several days trying to contact Delta Airlines. So how are you humiliated for them to ask you to go to another seat? You're basically saying that there's nothing that you can do? No, none of these circumstances, but I'm showing them, no. After we stepped in, Delta provided the following statement. We are looking into this situation to better understand what happened. Delta has no tolerance for discrimination in any form. Me as a black woman, I was displaced because to make two white women comfortable. That doesn't make any sense to me. Are you a black woman though? Here, I have an understanding of the situation that Delta doesn't. She is Blasian or something and she doesn't have a strong ethnic connection to either of, hmm. of her uh, ethnicities. And so she's trying to create an identity surrounding a conflict where she has to convince people that she's black, even though she's clearly not what's going on there. That chick's not black. Um, there's it's a little tiger woodsy. I can grant, I can grant your point. She's Blasian ish. <laughs> well, we haven't even finished the story though. It gets worse when she got to the, the seat in the back, there was a noose placed on it and the flight attendants yelled with a Nigerian accent. This is MAGA plane. And then the pilot called her a faggot over the intercom. 
<laughs> no. Yeah, it, it got really bad. Mm. Now, I, I love the point in when she uh, is describing it. Now, listen, I, I don't want to make this a race thing. But, but it's oh, clearly, totally a race thing. Right? You don't want to make it a race thing at all. Even though you have a not just an explanation for a completely non-racial reason why this happened, but a recorded explanation. She provides it as though it's evidence for her case and it's flight attendant saying, Oh, okay. You guys thought you had first class, but you clearly don't uh, tell you what, maybe we, let's see, there's a solo woman here. There's an empty seat back there. Probably be easiest just for her to move back there. You guys can have these seats and then there's a little extra room. Does that work? Okay, cool. Anybody, I'm not a frequent flyer. But I fly maybe a few times a year most. And when I was working a a quote unquote real job, I had to fly a lot more. Many, many times I have been moved on a flight at the request of other people or even sometimes at the request of flight attendants for reasons I don't even understand. And I've moved from the front of the plane to the back of the plane. And not once has anybody ever stared at me in a weird way as if to mock me. Right. Or has, has anyone ever thought, whoa, what an odd occurrence. Someone moving <laughs> around in the cabin of a plane pre-flight. I've never right. seen such a thing. Must be a must be a, one of those uh, must be one of those stupid black people. That, that's why. Or some, something like that. So it, it does. I, I find this story amazing that she has a clearly reasonable explanation non-racial explanation for this happening and then just invents this racial angle that doesn't apply and you tell me but that there was a flight attendant in there who said well or ma'am are you are you by yourself there's an empty seat back there it right. really sounds like a black man's voice it's hard it, it is it is a black man yeah it seems like it probably was yeah and not only that but even in her own provided recording she seems to completely cooperate with the request she was yeah, under why no didn't she put up a stink then she could have said no and they probably would have moved those other two women or done something else it's just that it's easier to move one person flying by herself than multiple people who maybe are, are sitting sitting next to the people they're traveling with or multiple it's just here's one person that needs to move here's one seat that's very clean and easy we're done and yep. you could say no. She goes, well, I pay. She says after the fact, I paid for this seat, so it's mine. You, you're right. You could have said that. Could have said that to the flight attendants. And you have to love the angle of, uh, I called Delta and they didn't give two fucks. Right. Because yeah, they shouldn't. I know. Until I ABC 7 News got involved and suddenly they have a diversity statement to, to give. Oh, it's all solved now. The customer service rep sounded black, too. Might have been. Yeah, it was hard yeah. to tell. But um but sure, I'm sure Delta's investigation will get to the bottom of, of whatever this was, um, which she already has a description for what this was. And we don't need more information, but we're going to act like this is some great mystery. OK, uh, the, the only mystery, you're right. Uh, what what, uh, what what how much Asian cred is involved here? The world may never know. <laughs> oh, Lord. You ready for the movie? Yeah, I guess so. All right. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. Tonight's movie is the 1983 Cold War sci-fi techno-thriller War Games, in which a young hobby hacker accidentally accesses a U.S. military computer system programmed to run nuclear war simulations and nearly starts World War III before recruiting a retired expert scientist to help him stop it. 
Movie picker Matt P says about his selection, a quintessential 80s movie. It's definitely dated, but Matthew Broderick is good in this one. As always, uh, your review and your rating. Okay, um, I know this movie's beloved because I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes um, and perhaps it played a bigger cultural role at the time. Uh, And I didn't really see that much wrong with it either, so I kind of hate myself for the review. Hmm. I'm going to give. Um, all right. Good things. It posed interesting and necessary questions about the role of technology and what happens when you place more value on technology than humanity. Some Terminator style questions that I think I think were interesting um, in terms of like 80s cheese for it to appeal to me. I needed more of that. Not enough 80s. Not enough 80s. Interesting. There was some 80s. I hate Ali Sheedy's face too. So so I kind (laughs) of had a hard time with that. Um, I I don't know. I mean, it kind of was a swing and a miss for me. I think that most people that really love this film probably have this nostalgic view, but this was the first time I've seen it. So no major problems with this movie. I just just wasn't that crazy about it. I gave it a three out of five. Hmm. God damn it. What? I swear. It's like. I swear it, it it appears as though we're like coordinating or something. I am not we, reading your reviews. It's like we have had, we've been right on in the, the corresponding ratings for several weeks in a row. I'm giving well, something a one ways, or a five next week. <laughs> this is the most annoying kind of review because I, I um, rather truly hate a film. Yeah. I feel like I, I was just like, all right. When I, I sat that. down to write this, I kind of talked myself into more appreciation than I had immediately after watching it. But spoiler alert, I did end up right where you were at, at a mediocre really? three rating. Although, like I said, I sat down. I think I appreciate more things about it than I than I did. I, I kind of hated it during and after. And after I cooled off for a little bit, there were some things that I thought about. And generally, that's my mark of a good movie. Do I think about it later? And in this case, I actually did. So the things that I like about this movie, the best things I thought the class, the best scene is actually hardly relevant to the central plot, but it's the classroom scene where David runs in late and there's the, the, the thing every, everybody remembers, or at least what I see people talking about is that your wife joke that he delivers. And you can actually hear what sounds like movie producers or cameramen on the set laughing at the joke, which was kind of interesting. It sounds like adults in the background laughing, not children. I didn't notice. Yeah, it's it's uh, kind of a cool moment. But what I liked about that scene, too, is just the nostalgia for a school environment that values and maintains discipline or at least a teacher trying to do that, whether this one did or not. I just I, I like a teacher holding students to account, being kind of a hard ass, expecting excellence um, and expecting effort from students. These days, it's all participation ribbons and right. unearned grade inflation. That's true. And yeah. pats on the back. And I just miss a day, those kind of days where if you showed up unprepared for class or even late, that was kind of a big deal. You were going to get hassled for that. You were going to get disciplined for that. So that was cool. Uh, the, there's the movie is really the, the the big metaphor. of The movie is the is the game of tic tac toe. And what we're supposed to get from that is that tic tac toe is a pointless game. It's very simple, but just like the most complex game of nuclear warfare. It's pointless in that there are no winners. So as the computer says, the only winning move is not to play. And I actually don't really agree with that metaphor in full or that lesson in full. But the fact that I was thinking about why I don't agree, I think, is a point for the movie. Because as I mentioned, to me, it's how much do I think about it after the fact? Right. And I'm 
I thought that it, the, its application to today's conflict, our political conflict in this country, not just what's happening with Russia. I mean, our conflict within our own borders and what our founding values are and whether we potentially would have to fight about them. I thought that there was a lot of application to that because, of course, my answer is, yeah, I don't want to play the pointless game. I want these people to leave me alone and I won't play the game. Right. But is not playing the game truly a winning move when your enemies are playing the game and will beat you at the game? Yep. In in the case yeah. of nuclear warfare, if your enemies are building a massive nuclear weapons with the intent to destroy you, not playing is not winning in the way the computer describes. That's losing. And I think, you know, much to my chagrin as somebody who wants not to play the game, to be left alone. If the enemies are playing the game, you kind of have to beat them at the game. Yeah. And yeah. that's a lesson that I that I kind of learn over time uh, be, uh, unwillingly. I don't want that to be the state of the world, but it kind of is. And I thought yeah. that the commentary, even though I think the movie's wrong in its lesson, as I interpret it, it was a lot of thought for me. And so I appreciated that. OK, um, I liked that the FBI, they were accurate with the FBI's form of transportation, which is a pedo van. That was nice. They disappear him into a pedo van that the agents use for hobby right. purposes on the weekend that was good accuracy in storytelling uh the things i didn't like uh a lot of the plot points were just totally nonsensical to me so i I can understand i certainly can understand and appreciate a high degree of government incompetence but the security premises here were just ridiculous so um for example um the idea even if it was true in the 80s the idea that you could hack into a government uh, important government computer system by guessing the password. Maybe that was possible back then. I'll, I'll mulligan on that one. Think of these other premises, though. NORAD is giving tours of their nuclear command yeah, center yeah. while under active, really ever, but while under active nuclear threat. And That's he just true. gets on the bus. Okay. Uh, the FBI has David in custody. And the the agent in his questioning believes him to be a, a super hacker of foreign assistance or f- foreign relationship and then they just easily yeah they just leave him alone with access to the computer he can just mess with it all he wants while they leave him by himself it was it was not just the lack of digital security it was the lack of physical security that was laughable throughout and a lot of that was aided by these over-the-top macgyver skills that i i thought were kind of dumb like the one time the the instance where he's in the detention room and he hacks that he uses an audio recorder to hack the lock on the door to play back the code to itself to unlock the door. Right. I mean, that was dumb to me, but okay, at least it had a plot point. He, he was in custody. He has to get out of custody. That's how he did it. All right. What really annoyed me is where they had to keep reviving these MacGyver skills where they weren't even necessary. So, for instance, he has to make a phone call, but he doesn't have a quarter. So he finds a like I guess a bottle opener on the on the ground and then somehow uses that to take apart the phone and prompt a dial. How about he just has a quarter in his pocket? Yeah. How about he if he doesn't because he just got out of custody, he says, hey, gas station guy, can I borrow a quarter? It's an emergency. It's it's just it's not a superhuman feat to make a phone call. And yet they had to make it this hacker achievement. Stuff like that was just driving me nuts. Oh, we get it. He's a hacker. Cool. Awesome. Those points really um, bugged me. And I just thought that as I'm as I often do with these movies, uh, I'm not a fan of Ali Sheedy either. And I particularly was not a fan of her in this movie. I didn't like her in Short Circuit, as we discussed. Yeah. She was just the the obligatory love interest for the nerdy guy, which she is in this one, too. 
And um, and I just, she's not a compelling actress or character. I just, yeah, it's just, it's like just wasted time. I don't care about their romance. And I, I, the best thing she did, there was this great moment where they're trying to unlock the computer. The computer has locked them out and and is going to uh, it's going to hack those launch codes. It's going to launch the missiles anyway. And David says to Doctor Falcon, "Well, what are we going to do?" And Ali Sheedy, uh, Jennifer interrupts. And says, um, well, I told you not to start playing that thing in the first place. It's like, oh, thank, thanks. Female nagging in a nuclear emergency. <laughs> this know, is really going to help ourselves. It's really going to get us out of this. And she didn't even tell him to stop playing it. She was she loved playing the game with him. So it was a bullshit premise anyway. It's like, thank you for admitting to your uselessness uh, and total irrelevance. I appreciate yeah. that. So. As I mentioned, I gave it a three. I, I originally, you know, I would have given it probably a perfectly mediocre two and a half halves What'd round up to it? the to the benefit of the movie. So I gave it a three wiki rating. All right. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Okay. I'll allow it. And I, I thought it had 80s nostalgia was an entertainment point for me. I, okay, I thought it yeah. had enough, but yeah, I, I suppose not enough hip fire of guns. They probably could have used that. Anyway, um, let's see what the audience thinks. Let me refresh and, and I'm see so, what... I, would, uh, I wonder. Oh, you know, they're actually right with us. In the early vote, almost half of people voting give it a three wiki. And then some fours. Not not a lot of hate. Fives after that. Not a lot of twos and ones, though. So not a lot of outright hate, but not a lot of hmm. love either. People are kind of with us on this one. What compelled people to vote for this? I don't know. I was kind of surprised it got picked over some of the other options, which I'll yeah. get to in a moment. But... I suppose it's one of those movies of the eighties that if you're, uh, if you're of that generation, if you were growing up in that era, that uh, you have a nostalgic memory of it. I yeah. get it. Uh, the born identity is up next week. So Weird, that I just cool. watched that. Just I've insane. never seen it. So it'll be fresh to me. And then we have uh, nominees, uh, more nominees from listener Matt P. So remaining nominees are Pulp Fiction, Black Hawk Down, Top Gun, Clerks, Transporter, Desperado, or of course you can reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top-rated movie instead. As a reminder, if you would like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, uh, sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month, uh, any of those things. The one and only place to do that is my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. You can find it there, and that will do it uh, for the show tonight. Let's catch up with Chatters. Sure. Uh, I think I was on 1983 Bantam. Best source for info on Ukraine and Russia and foreign policy in general uh, is Scott Horton. You should absolutely listen to the most recent episode of Tom Woods' show, episode 2078, 2078 which has Scott on it. Thank you for this okay. suggestion. Um, wicked masshole. Do you think Greg Abbott voters didn't know he is a low-key rhino or actually thought that um, that the West were too extreme? On a more positive note, Van Taylor got wrecked. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of forgot about that story. I probably should have included it in the stream tonight. Uh, did you hear the Van Taylor uh, story? A little bit. He had an ISIS bride and now he's resigned, I guess, from Congress or what's he doing? I saw was she a legit ISIS bride? She's Known not anymore, but she was married to some kind of like ISIS Syrian fighter or something. Hmm. She has children via this uh, ISIS marriage. And he, he, 
she was his mistress and there are texts really cringe texts of him uh giving her directions Ooh. for the sort of services he would like to receive texts yeah they involve uh, t- it's services involving tonsils let's put it that way oh lord wait was was this his um so he had an affair with this isis bride he has children with uh, another like his long-standing white wife i don't know if he has children but he has he's married and she has, he has children three daughters okay yeah yikes yeah um that's really gross i just read wicked masshole robin d banks says jen Saki is p- stupid we'll just build green <laughs> energy infrastructure that doesn't exist yet and trillions of dollars later in about 40 years we'll be okay meanwhile you just get gouged yeah what does she expect Yeah, even if you buy this idea of, uh, well, we got to modernize our fuel sources, we need green energy. You're right. Uh, What we have right now is not sufficient to meet our needs. How do we build that uh, by, say, 7 a.m. tomorrow when we... Yeah, exactly. We got to go to work. Um, Robin D. Banks, just saying, Kentaji Jackson, uh, busted my pooper with a Jamaican nightmare after luring me with candy several years ago. Hashtag me too. We have no recourse with this trick. At least the... uh, Jeez. At least those sorts of chats are being directed at Kentaji. Kentaji. Um, what did I say? No, that's, Unless her name no, the, is in front of me. I, I, it's I Kitanji, but I like calling her Kentaji because that's the Jen Pisaki approved Kit- pronunciation. Um, trapped the world. When asked if we're financing invasion of Ukraine, Saki says we only get 10% of imports for Russia. Okay, so what percent of the Russian war effort does the White House think we we should be financing? Yes. Right. That's, that's the that's real question. Well phrased and more concise than I was. It's Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> is there a percentage? Because I think most people would prefer uh, zero would be yeah. the ideal percent. Yep. Um, a moral pancake says, in good times, invest in stocks. In bad times, invest in ammo. I'm glad Biden finally recognized the individual's right to bear arms to sustain life and prevent tyranny, but for Ukrainians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I guess we have to move to Ukraine to realize that right, at least Ugh. as far as our uh, own political leadership is concerned. Dale Jones. Lori Lightfoot looks like that monster from the Star Wars movie that says, it's a trap. <laughs> That's, uh, well, what's that guy's name? The fish-looking dude. <laughs> yeah. Admiral yeah. Akbar, right? She's got strong Beetlejuice vibes, though, like ghetto she Beetlejuice is, vibes. We ripped on Brittany Griner a lot tonight. Nobody out ugly. weird looking's uh, yeah. <laughs> Lori Lightfoot. Nobody is a weirder looking chick than her. And I'm sympathetic because I'm a woman with a dark circle problem. But man, Lori Lightfoot. It's like the wall eyes plus the dark circles. It's yeah. Just, and then yeah. the receding hairline. It's a, it's a thing. Son of the Wolf, make a whole unit of all the trans in Ukraine. Call it CF Battalion, Cannon Fodder Battalion. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we solve this problem. Mandatory Uh, draft into the transgender unit. RP, uh, buy ammo. That's it. That's the whole message. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe even skip the silver. You might be right. Yep. Just the Uh, ammo. Robin D. Banks, imagine Facebook complaining about being banned. My sides are in orbit, I swear. And then saying Ruskies will be separated from reliable information on Facebook. Lol. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Zuckerberg uh, is, is, I guess, getting a taste of the other side of his wrath. Admiral Akbar. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. How do, that how do lobster looking dude. Yep. Mark Wiseman. Um, I was an ICBM crew member between 77 and 81. Never played global thermonuclear war, but played lots of battleship over the hardened voice channel that mm. connected the five launch control centers. Uh, so maybe you had almost realized this same plot, uh, the same plot or story. You almost accidentally caused World War Three by yep. 
hacking into some computer system. <laughs> Bobby Collins, my bet is that Russia will break even. When the global depression comes, Putin didn't want to be part of their reset and wants resources uh, before they flip the switch. Hmm. My working hypothesis. Hey, maybe. There's got to be a reason to explain. I, I There's just too much incompetence to sit around and saying, oh, golly gee, these Biden golly people gee. sure are stupid. I know. Um, they are. I think that they are. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of organization behind the scenes that I'm sure we are not privy to. Yep. Ryan agrees, says, I just want to support you fantastic streamers. A big donation. Thank you so much, Ryan. We appreciate oh, well, it. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for keeping us on the air. Uh, wicked RCL. Big I am not going to be niggardly. Oh, sorry. Did I just speak over that sound? I always do. I have to give it's him his Bernie. four seconds delayed on my end, so I'm... Yeah. I never get used to it, you know. Uh, it's probably it's it just takes a second to engage. Everybody deserves their Bernie, though. They do, they do. Um, big tech deplatforming, unpersoning Russia and its citizens is the one world government showing itself. It's a test run for shutting down resistance. Here, hmm. here, that is that is true. I mean, we are going to have to ally with these folks. Um, Crescentstein says gas has been four ninety nine for the last two years where I live. Lol, that is outrageous. And I saw a dangerous space is saying that it's like nine dollars in Australia. Uh, per do they sell it by the? I mean, is that the gallon conversion? I would assume like that's oh, the equivalent. Know. I just want to make sure we're dealing in the same units, but we probably well, are. A I liter know is less than a gallon, so so if it was nine dollars a liter, it would be even more outrageous. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, so the the five dollar U.S. price must be California. I saw San Francisco just passed like five and a quarter. Uh oh my gosh, are you serious? Mm -hmm. Five and a quarter. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's outrageous. But if you're uh, living in San Francisco, you're either very well-to-do or a hobo who doesn't drive. So it's Yeah, fine. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck. I bet that WNBA player can grip a basketball with her monster box. I'd say that's disgusting, <laughs> but that is the phrase that I use. I hate myself. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Uh, Stray Dog Podcast. Ugh. Oh, do I have to read this? Oh, God. Okay. My sweet Italian sausage is bigger than... Is this some um, uh, Lori Lightfoot comparison? Oh, Be Beetlejuices? Ah. And the Euctransians put together. Ah. But <laughs> Mrs. Yo-Yo Mama's is bigger than all three of ours. Four bucks plus four regular in New Jersey. Four bucks. <sighs> you hear that, Lori? Throwing shade at your dick size, I know. though. You better mm -hmm. uh, figure out who this guy is and correct the record trapped to the world decisions are being made by those who show up people like biden get elected to high office because average people don't go to local conventions support local candidates become delegates etc get active that's true I, um, yeah, I guess the truth is you you and i mean the generic you not you specifically everybody all of us we all have a lot more influence and power in our local politics than uh, we realize and so yeah Start controlling your own, uh, start controlling, not just controlling, but improving your own neighborhood. And uh, as soon as we all do that, then it matters less and less who the president actually is, though. They will try to make it matter That's as much true. as they can. Yep. Um, James Moore. Six Semper, Avello Mortem, Tyrannus. Hmm. Uh, Ken Nichols. I was placed on the watch list while a government employee in the Department of Defense with a secret clearance. That is why we can't ban guns from those on the list. Due process. I know he acts like that's such an absurd thing. Like it hasn't occurred to Americans that they might change the definition of terrorism. Hey, you know, the terrorist watch list is only terrorists. There's never right. been a mistake in terms of the uh, arbitrary application of that title. 
Nakalonky Buck. Ay, Dios mío, no me gusta la caca en mi cabeza. Wow. Uh, that la- hasn't that lady suffered enough? Leave her alone. <laughs> Is caca? Uh, I need a Spanish speaker since I, uh, you know, I took six semesters of Spanish and I still don't even speak it. They didn't teach uh, you escramento. I did not learn excremento. <laughs> But but caca is that actually shit in Spanish? Is that legit? I think so. I think okay. it's like slang shit. I'm I'm not All entirely right. sure. Uh, Donde 2K, Lauren Boebert uh, and MTG are the two and only two Congress members to call out Joe on the 13 Americans he set up to die in Afghanistan. Talk about gals with swinging balls. Uh, yeah, apparently so. And uh, Marjorie Taylor well, Green. Um, yeah, everybody's mad at them for the principle of breaking the decorum and and all of this. Who cares? Um, like decorum matters. Well, you know, I would like to be a country where those things matter. Uh, to me, that ship has has long sailed. And For in sure. the ideal, would I like rowdy members of Congress interrupting the president, whether I like the president or not? Um, no, I would not like that. Uh, however, on the list of things I don't like about the current state of our country, that ranks somewhere near, I don't know, items... 10,000 or something like that. It's a, it's a yeah. non-consideration for me right yep. now. Bane Koof, let's clear this up. 2020 showed us that no one really voted for these policies, especially in New York or California. <laughs> I, c- I can kind of yeah. believe they did. They legitimately did. They will never stop. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sean Garvey, how much would you pay to have a GOP senator ask Katanji every question that Biden asked Clarence Thomas? Oh, Ooh. that would be... Ooh, that'd be juicy. That's a pretty good angle. I hadn't thought of that one, but I that's like it. um how do we make that happen? Yeah. That's a that's a good one. We gotta get in touch with some senators to to deploy this strategy. Yeah. I like the thinking. Esoterica Unbound. As a skinny little kid growing up in the hellscape of the sixties, I was frequently ac- accosted by bullies who demanded that I either hand over my lunch money or I keep it, if that's what I felt like doing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, I know you suffered so much. You suffered as a young man. I'm sorry to hear it. <laughs> JL, I'm a high school teacher in the Tampa area, and our superintendent Addison. That Davis one was way crook. late. What the hell happened? Let's go ahead. My system's sorry. all messed up. Oh no! Many cases of embezzlement and giving deals to family members. He's a heavy anti-DeSantis um, and big into CRT. No surprise there. No hmm. surprise there. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck. Go in a time machine, go back to 2019 and try to attend a political event while wearing a mask. Count how many minutes it takes for you to get tackled by someone in a suit and sunglasses. Those were the days, weren't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. They used to be a sign that you were up uh, you were up to some sort of uh, mischief. The things no that get good. you arrested and imprisoned in Canada. My, the, my favorite moment I wish I could have someone from a time machine witness was, do you remember when it was like after George Floyd and Schumer and Pelosi and all these congressional Democrats not only put on masks because it was Corona time, but they wore those like African scarf things around their necks. I don't no. even know what they are. And they all kneeled on the, on the house floor wearing weird African <gasps> scarves and masks. Yes, I do masks. remember this. And That's it was the right. weirdest, like to try to explain to yeah. somebody the context of why these things were happening would take at least five minutes if yeah. you had no baseline understanding of it. The world had just become insane in such a short amount of time. Yep. Um, Isaac Bowles, if you agree that what happened in 2020 happened, 
uh, and have a problem voting for Trump. You're truly a coward. You know, all this. Uh, oh, the next person, Jonathan Prezios. Blonde, I love you, but stop saying nonsense that you can't vote for Trump. It's so crazy how you can say you can't go through it again, but less frustrated with Biden and your hubby staring at the side of war. Trump, what evidence do you have that Trump would stop would stop us from getting involved in any kind of international conflict? He's a neocon when it really comes down to it. That this whole Trump oh, butthole he, he licking thing, I don't fucking understand. Remember well, 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 that he, he didn't, was he didn't escalate international tensions on his watch. There's what about nothing what happened? We, what about what happened there was, with Syria? There was the one Syria uh, strike, and I will agree that that like I'm not a fan of that. But in terms of uh, ongoing military conflict or significant death, like we've seen from from Biden. I, 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 ha- I have a hard time saying those are the same. That the, No, the, those are... I don't think that they're the same, but I didn't see a lot of evidence that, that he was going to be a, an isolationist president, the, the kind of, ah. that I would like to like to see. I don't have to vote for somebody because they're not as bad as the other person. And Biden's not going to be up for a second term anyway. The other thing, um, yeah, who's it gonna you be? know, yeah, really, who's it going to be? Mm. Um, Trump was responsible for a lot of this vaccine stuff, too. And what about uh, yeah, the it, omnibus spending bill? It's like people acting like I have no reason to dislike Trump. I voted for him. I, I burned bridges for him. Um, but I'm not fucking doing it again. I'm not doing it again. Yeah. And I, I agree that he does deserve uh, responsibility in particular for these spending packages that are a huge part of the, um, well, the debt and the inflation that we're looking at right now. He's not off the hook for that. I agree. I think fundamentally this is just a debate of um, do – can you accept some things you don't like for what would, I guess, be a better situation compared to the dumpster fire that we have right now? And maybe you don't even agree with that premise that it would be better than I this dumpster yeah, fire. Yeah, I disagree with the premise. I, just, I mean, I would say that watching him dismantle the media was very satisfying and useful and entertaining. And then if you talked to me like three years ago, I would have said that, that he made good Supreme Court decisions. Which has turned out to not. Be I mean, true. even that is is relative. It's like com- compared to what, which isn't necessarily uh, always the best. But do I think, um, say, Gorsuch and Barrett and Kavanaugh are better picks than? Um, well, we'll give Kentaji her day, but uh, yeah, I certainly do. Are they perfect? No, I mean we've seen Gorsuch already not crack great, in though. weird ways, and um, you know. They're they're acceptable, I would say. They're acceptable, yeah. though not perfect. What we're going to see from Biden is invent a constitution on a whim if, yeah. if those people get power or Let's the constitution's track. irrelevant. But um, but yeah, I mean, we've kind of belabored the point a little bit. I think I understand where you're coming from. Trapped in the world. Totally agree with Matt about the classroom and war games Been watching a few 80s movies and shows. And it's stunning to me how much more serious school was even when. I went to school in the 2000s. That's totally mm. true. And he also said the tic-tac-toe metaphor isn't to oppose conventional war or nuclear armament. It's the mechanism that validates mad doctrine. As mm. Reagan said, um, a nuclear war cannot be won and must never be fought. And maybe there's something about the metaphor that I'm missing. I guess my only dispute is just the computer's statement that the only winning move is not to play because clearly right. it's possible not to play and to lose. Yeah, that's true too. Or, or uh, that is to say, if the computer concludes that not playing is winning. Yeah. I, I don't agree with that, but it's possible that I'm missing something about it. Um, Rashawn says, ha in regarding treating waiters and students, Nikki freed 
should look at the way Dems treated the restaurant industry in the last two years. Nearly 80,000 restaurants close in the U.S. and it's not over. That is a very good point. That's another point. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of. But uh, those waiters aren't even on the job anymore to be abused uh, if if we pursue Democrat policies and to the degree Um, that we already have. Let's see. Bobby Collins, how come you can interrupt the State of the Union to cheer the speech but not jeer the hmm. speech? That's also legitimate. That's a fair point. I hadn't thought of that angle, but I that yeah, it's hard to argue why that should be the case. Yeah, yeah. Uh Bain Koof, Trump didn't do anything about big tech, did not pardon Snowden or Assange, then abandoned January sixth and pardoned well known scum. That that is a legitimate criticism as well, too. Yeah, those are those are all fair. Um and I'll I always sound like a broken record, but the bump stock bullshit for me, that that's it. The bump stock thing was was not just an, an assault on your, your Second Amendment rights, but the idea yeah. that they can just redefine your property and treat you as a criminal for having it, even though it doesn't meet the definition, the legal yeah. definition for what it is. Anyway, there are a lot of things. Um, but yeah, would, would I accept a lot of those? If I could trade right now and accept a lot of those pieces of bullshit in exchange for the massive mountain of bullshit we're dealing with right now, I would. I would take that trade. Bobby Collins, Dave Smith, 2024. I'd vote for Dave Smith. Uh, hmm. Trapped to the world. Trump appointed William Stickman the fourth in Pennsylvania. Is that that? Uh, That's true. COVID judge. Yeah, he he had a, a pretty awesome decision on some coronavirus restrictions. That's right. We talked I, about it. I think it, it was show, in we? Pennsylvania. Uh, um, that alone is almost enough for me. <laughs> yeah, based stickman, stickman, the judge. The Remember other based stickman. Stick Whatever happened yeah. to him? I don't know. He was so hot. What did should reach out? We had him on the stream way back in the day. We got to find him. Um, we're good over here. Okay. Are we going to end early? Then has this ever um, happened? I, I have just a few. I have just a few chance. You know, I was um speaking of the kind of uh, memes of that era base stick man and all that, like the Berkeley fights and all this. I, I was, I was talking to a friend over the weekend who had never seen the moldy locks punch. <gasps> so I got to relive no. the moldy locks punch. Did they laugh? Uh, it seemed to seem like it was enjoy. It's, it, you know, when, when a person first sees that fist connect squarely with the bridge of that nose and, and the, the feminist realizes the strength of the patriarchy. Yeah. Uh, it is a classic moment. So I remember truly wondrous. I remember chatting with you when that happened. I think it was what 2017, maybe. Um, I remember you saying, "I think I've watched this video at least 20 times this morning." I just slow was watching motion. it over and over and over again. <laughs> I just could not, could not stop. Yeah, classic moments. Uh, excellent things to relive. Over on um, Tippy Stream. Crypto Crook says, Russian be like, oh no, Netflix and Spotify no longer available. What are we going to do? Oh, right. The Pirate Bay. Hello, old friend. Is the Pirate Bay still running? Uh, no, can't be. I, I would never admit to uh, sailing the seas of the Pirate Bay ever. I, I actually have no idea what that is. I'm just curious um, if something I heard about my friends using a long time ago is still around. I, I kind of forgot about it. I mean, I never knew about it in the first place. Knuckle hunky buck. Nailed it. First try. Proud of myself. <laughs> Light foot, but heavy dick. <laughs> there we go. That's good. Crypto Crook says, uh, I shit you not, Russian officials are going to unban the most popular torrent tracker, Rue Tracker, and stop prosecuting those who use pirated software. Is that true? Did they announce that? Or is this speculation? I don't know. I have no idea. Russia will be the home of internet piracy. Well, 
I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. Xander says that few seconds of the state of the union is such a sad image, a senile old man as president and two disgusting hags in the back. How no. proud would the founding fathers, uh, how proud would the founding fathers be? I, I really wish I could hear uh founding father analysis of the current, yeah. just current politics all the time. I wonder, I just wonder what they would, what they would say it'd be yeah. uh, an amazing thing to listen to incompetent hand says matt and i once went to usf desantis uh bullied us into taking taking it off our parents were outraged but the fbi won't consider them potential terrorists it's not like anyone got raped <laughs> just a virtue signal uh desantis should be ashamed that's what the democrats were saying he should be ashamed and if they say you should be ashamed, of course you should be. Paralympian Peter? I think that's uh, like the Russian name for Peter, right? The, a Paralympian who's banned. That's who this chatter is. Russian is uh, Russia is banned from the Olympics or the Paralympics? I won't... <laughs> I won't stand for this. Mostly because I have no use of my legs, says Paralympian <laughs> Peter. Ruh-roh. Godspeed to you, Peter. Uh, let me just double check. We'll refresh over on um, on D Live. We are good over there. Thank you guys for tuning in. I have in. two more. Okay, let's uh, Esoterica Unbound. Apparently, The Quiet Man. That's a John Wayne movie, right? Uh, will be in theaters on the seventeenth for its seventieth anniversary. It's classic, gorgeous on the big screen, and Blonde will love the story. Hmm. Be a good break from the junk you two have to review. Thank you for that. And last one for tonight is Ham Magnuson. Feeling black bald, not black pilled. Can you guys insult the New Zealand bad horse prime minister? She cleared the peaceful protesters from parliament with rubber bullets and broken phones. Um, I mean, you know, women in politics. What do you know who else is feeling uh, black bald? Who? Brittany Griner. Hey. We'll close on that one. All right. All right. It's been real, guys. Uh, yeah, we will call it a show right there. Thank you for hanging out with us. As always, it is much appreciated. Your connection with the facts and your humor and your support for the show. Uh, appreciate it as always. And if you're listening later on demand, thank you kindly for tuning in as well. If you can't get enough, you just need more to listen to. And who can't? You can find more of that listening material over, uh, over on the audio platforms. Uh, We have Blonde's interviews. We have the call-in show replays. We have some extra material you might not find on YouTube, especially if Susan takes us out for playing that DeSantis clip. But all on the audio platforms, they're linked in the description and over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Speaking of, you want to find anything show-related, that's where you find it, mattchristensenmedia.com. We will be back next Sunday if Susan will have us. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is... The Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Bye, guys.